County's number one investigative journalists. It's official now. We have multiple people recognizing it across Bucks County. We are at our home, 86 West. This beautiful restaurant should be the home for all your events, date night, special company functions. The menu here is top-notch. The service is top-notch. They've got everything you need, multiple bars inside and outside. This episode will come out probably Christmas, might be it might you might be going to Christmas dinner right now listening to this podcast so the holiday parties might be too late for you but you got New Year's Eve you got the future uh events uh Valentine's Day Valentine's Day is coming up get your Valentine's Day reservations in here now this is the place to be we've got a special guest tonight she comes out and supports our events every month which we greatly support we've got Krista <laughs> I can't say it. Vi- it's such an Vigilante. easy Think of Batman. Think of Batman. Vigilante. Yeah. I knew I had it on my tongue, but we said it in so many different yeah, languages that I'm now like, <laughs> I was all jammed up. I just froze. Yeah. It's I all mean, good. you predicted it would happen. So. Oh, no, it happens. I yeah. literally, like, before we start the podcast, I purposefully have the person be like, say your name to me. And then I just say it back. Yeah. But if, like, we get into, like, it's happened before where we kind of, like, improv the name, and then I'm just like, So, <laughs> I apologize. Oh, it's It fine. doesn't mean you're any less important to us. Yeah. You always bring gifts. It's true. I do. I try to be generous because, you know, I'm in hospitality for the most part and always have been. So, like, I don't know any other way to be. So, your business is Free Spirit Hemp? Or what is the, like, the... The name, because there's the social media names and True. all that. Yeah. So, I mean, the business itself is Free Spirit. Um, freespirit.com was not an available website when we started, so we just picked something that was still in line with the business, and we're at Free Spirit Hemp. So, um, But we have, you know, hemp goods. We're a zero bar in a bottle shop. Yeah. yeah. You're, so you always show up um, to our events with... Um, jello shots. Yeah. What's in these jello shots? <laughs> um, because people I, are always like, should we do it? I'm <laughs> I like, do it. You should do it. Yeah, I do it yeah. all the time. And they're like, what's going to happen to me? And I'm like, <laughs> everything. <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, um, well, I mean, I don't know. I kind of mix it up sometimes, but like I'm always making them with like adaptogens. So we're always doing um, like, I'll always put L-theanine in them, which is um, like an adaptogen that's hold like from green tea it's like a extract from green tea it's a thing in green tea that like makes green tea awesome Mm -hmm. i mean green tea tastes good don't get me wrong but like the effects of it between caffeine and l-theanine are like the best so um but usually (laughs) l-theanine abundanza but uh it has so like L-theanine's great. It lowers your body's cortisol levels, and so like your cortisol is what spikes when you have stress or anxiety or like you're having a panic attack and things like that. So if you are a person who's already like not in that type of mood, like you're already feeling like pretty cool and like relaxed, L-theanine is just gonna like act sort of like a Xanax does, except it's natural. Um, but like if you're having, if you're a person who runs with like high stress, high anxiety, like is a natural sort of thing, and maybe you want to take anxiety medication, L-theanine will typically like work mm. really well for you to help like you manage that sort of reaction. So typically I'll put that in them. And then um, 
I don't know, whatever other things I got lying around. Sometimes there's functional mushrooms in there. Sometimes there's kava in there. Mm. Sometimes there's um, CBD in there. Mm. All kinds of stuff. Pick I don't know, I'll mix it up. But I usually tell people before I, like, I'll make, like, a little sign or I'll tell them before they take it. Because you never know, like, some people might not want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not want to have a good time and be relaxed. Yeah, yeah losers. <laughs> Yo. Yo. What's been, wrong with you? I don't you've been getting that. like a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're like, I don't know. You're like, the, you're, dude, I think it's your Guatemalan power. I think during the holidays, I get like this and also the Guatemalan power is creeping up on me. Is yeah. it like fall feistiness or? I don't know. I feel a little feisty in the, the fall. It gets cold. I got to yeah. move around and stay hot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not, like you, yeah, you die and get cold. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you might get hypothermic in these 45-degree temperatures. Yeah, bro, you don't want to do that. We're you in Jersey, bro. <laughs> We're in PA. <laughs> We're in PA. Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I'm all over the at place. At the greatest <laughs> restaurant in all of Bucks County, possibly the world. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, baby. <laughs> Yo. I'm all over the place. shooting the shotgun. <laughs> like we have, We're like three minutes Dude, in. You're yeah, that's Three shotguns. Busted off rounds here. One shotgun per minute. Yeah, you're busting. Don't waste your shotguns. You're yeah, right. It's unlimited. It never reloads. Yeah. We should actually get a reload sound effect because people are probably like, is he ever going to reload? Oh, yeah, fuck. that's true. You I reload like, before the show, that? but you're right. I yeah. should. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a Van Damme like, just like a action movie. Sh- just never reloads. There's like handguns just shoot 40 bullets. Yeah. That's how it is. What, I guess going back to like what you were talking about that goes into your stuff, What um, what is an adaptogen? So adaptogens are... Um, essentially plant matter and it can be any kind of plant matter like mushrooms just regular green plants uh, roots flowers Um, adaptogens are present in like almost everything that we generally consume but specifically what they do is they lower your body's response to stress Mm. and like the things that will be triggers and stressful for you so adaptogens (laughs) although they might come from different places they all pretty much do the same function? Not all of them. So, like, um, essentially an adaptation is going to work with your body's natural chemistry. And, like, depending on how your brain functions or, you know, genetically how you're made up, different things will affect you different ways. But specific things will always do what they're supposed to do, like lemon balm, chamomile, um, L-theanine. These are all things that are designed to relax you. So, like, these are their adaptogenic effect is to bring you relaxation, bring you less stress. There's functional mushrooms, like lion's mane mushrooms are very energizing. So, like, a lot of people will take them, like, before workouts, or they'll take them Mondays. They have a lot of work to get done, Um, stuff like that. So there's ones that will make you feel more social. There's adaptogens that sort of help with, like, workouts that help with... Uh, focus. There's, so there's all different types of things. It's just finding out like what combination of things will work for you or whatever type of mood you're trying to build for yourself or like you're going to go out for the night. There's social adaptogens you can take or put in a drink and then... Oh, put in a drink. Cosby somebody with some adaptogens. Yeah. <laughs> so Except all you're going to do is make them feel awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hit Gilmore with some adaptogens. Not you need me, need to hit me with something that's gonna chill me out right now. Yeah, you're fired up. I'm on a thousand, bro. Yeah, your Ferrari legs are like moving. I don't know what it was, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 recently the the actually the episode has come out because we pushed it out quick. But we have this theory. It's actually like I started it that Guatemalans are secretly the Illuminati, and Everson and Gilmar's Guatemalan. Okay. So Gilmar's 
been getting slightly more disrespectful as the days go <laughs> on because he's the power starting to get to his head now that I've acknowledged him. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Slightly so, more disrespectful. <laughs> so like he's if you're wondering why Gilmar's a little out of character tonight, <laughs> it's completely my fault. I'll take full responsibility for this. I feel like I don't know enough about Gilmar's character. Mm. To be judgment, make a judgment about it, but oh, okay, yeah. He's but like, uh, to be honest, this is the most conversational I've ever seen him. That's so. That's the point. If that's the spiciness of what you speak, then I can. I'm fully on board with your yeah, theory. Usually, now. usually he's like a stealth fighter. Yeah, he's, he's like he really flies low key in, comes like in. He's listening in your conversations. He's like a spy plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just says very little, and, and but what he does is very insightful. But ever since, like this one conversation where I acknowledged his true power, this is the new <laughs> Gil- this is the new Gilmar and oh, the haircut. Shit. He got a celebrity hairstylist to cut his hair. <laughs> Keep saying that it was <laughs> one lady in Philly. That's <laughs> it. Went well, all the way to Philadelphia you drove to get to a, a major hair- city to get a haircut. That's it was like twenty minutes away, twenty five I mean, minutes away. I don't did, know. did you see her studio? Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait, <laughs> she calls it a studio and not a salon. It's it's just her and and I guess her business partner and they. Okay. Cut hair out of this massive space. warehouse space. That's very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. I walked in and I couldn't believe it. Oh, mm-hmm. sounds like something a spicy person says. I mean, I'm used to Dominican barber shops. You just walk in, no one, no one's paying attention to you. It takes you an hour to get a haircut because they're always on the phone. Sometimes their cars getting towed, so they run out to move it. So this was a nice experience. You Dude, know. what at what <laughs> le- at what like length does your hair get too long to Dude. get cut in the Dominican barber shop? Oh. Uh, I would say maybe four or five inches. Okay. Yeah. They just out. They just don't know what to do. Probably not. They're like, do you come in and they're like, we do not cut girls' hair. No, they probably just buzz my shit. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to cut girls' hair. Yeah, they'll do some shit like that. I've I seen. Would. Yeah. I've seen women walk in and get their eyebrows done in there too. So they do so eyebrows at least. They do the, uh, the brow shape up. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. Very it's, interesting. It's a whole other world. Yeah, there is, dude. Yeah, I don't know much about eyebrow shaping. I'm not an eyebrow shaped person. Mm. So. I used to be on that train, yeah. but then, you know. I've, like, never grew too much, like, toward okay. the middle to have to worry about it. I've always been, like, pretty thin. Damn, lucky. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Bushy eyebrows are, like, kind of in, aren't they? I don't I know. Guess. I'm not dreading either. So, yeah. who even knows? Maybe that was, like, two years ago that everybody got their <laughs> eyebrows done, and I'm just, like, that far behind. But. Dude, I got pretty bushy eyebrows, and my brother listens to this. So, true story. When we were kids, we would just, we, I mean, you've seen us. Like, we'll sh- we would sh- we're best friends, but, like, we'll mm-hmm. brawl. Mm. And one time my brother tried to insult me and told me I had caterpillars for eyebrows. It really hit me right in the heart. Oh, no. Yeah, my, my dad, we were with my dad, like, the one, you know, one weekend or whatever. And he was just like, oh, we could take, you can go to the salon and get your eyebrows, like, shaped up. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> was it, and it wasn't, like, a polite suggestion. It was like, you should do this. Yeah. Like, no, this kind, is mixing. Now that, now, yeah, I'm, like, life. starting to dig up some trauma here. Damn. Yeah, that's, like, kind of how it came out. There was a slight undertone where it's like, you haven't grown into your eyebrows, kid. Let's do something about it. And I refused, and I'm glad I did. Get the adaptogens. I yeah. don't know if that will make your eyebrow hairs tamer, but. Yeah. But then see what happened was I grew up and got this beard. So now it balances out. Yeah, so I think if I shave the beard, the eyebrows would be, like, whoa, mm, in your face. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, because this all makes sense. Yeah. But you're right. If one thing kind of goes yeah. something else might need to yeah and there's no adaptogens to fix this no but i'm talking about, i was saying adaptogens in terms of you said trauma was coming back up call let's calm them down you know what i mean yeah let's do it yeah what do people come to you for like what do you have like a client base that's like a majority or do you have people like 
from all walks of life or do you have people that have like hey come in like i have childhood trauma like give me some gummies oh like, what, um, do you, what do you what kind of what's your clientele look like it's really diverse like i honestly am always really surprised by the type of people that come in like we have like a really big window in the front of the shop so we can like see everybody walking up which is kind of fun all day long um <laughs> but it's it's interesting because, like, I'll sometimes see somebody and I'll be like, oh, that person is going to come in here, but they really have no idea what they're getting into. Like, somebody told them to come here, but they're confused or whatever. And then they'll come in and I'll be like, oh, no, they actually came here on purpose and, like, this is, they wanted to be here. So it's really weird. Like, I get everybody from, like, you know, millennial aged, you know, or early Gen Zers who are, like, in their early 20s all the way to people who are, like, very elderly and in very failing health. So, like, there's a good mix of people mm. that are coming in, and everybody comes in for different reasons. Like, some people are just fully sober people who really like to still have nice drinks, so they're looking for, like, spirit alternatives or non-alcoholic wine. Um, a lot of pregnant people. Mm. <clears throat> so we get a lot of pregnant people who want things. Um, we get... Yeah, because drinking with babies is just not that cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not the thing. It was cool Pretty when much. I was born. Was it? Yep. And smoking. And smoking was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you weren't a good mom unless you <laughs> smoked. <laughs> or maybe not as functional a mother if you didn't smoke. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then we'll get, like, you know, people who are on medications and can't drink. We get people who are really just looking for, like, THC products and, like, are coming in because, like, that's what they do and that's what they like. Mm. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty diverse. Like, I can't really say that there's, like, one majority type of person that's coming in because I feel like we kind of really walk the line of like having just a little bit of something for everybody mm. you know what uh what's like your what's your hot products like what are you selling the most of we sell probably like pre-mixed like canned cocktail style drinks more than oh, anything you actually have like canned beverages that yes you can <laughs> yep oh. yeah so like we sell tons of like as it turns out I really didn't I didn't really think about it, but it turns out that people are pretty uh, lazy when it comes to making drinks at home. Mm. Um, and nobody really, not nobody, I mean, there are definitely some people who come in and buy, like, spirits and things like that, non-alcoholic spirits, they can make drinks at home, or, like, they're going to a party and they want to bring something. But for the most part, people really just want something they can stick in the fridge and at the end of the day crack open and drink, whether it's non-alcoholic beer Kava beverages, just, you know, regular, like, non-alcoholic cocktails, whatever. Add a little flavor to their life. Exactly. Like, for most people, what we find is that when they decide not to drink anymore, for whatever reason they're not drinking, people still need, like, a ritual of winding down every day. Mm. Like, something that signifies their brain that, like, this is the time when I go into my rest period. And so for a lot of people, that is a drink. Or it's, like... You know, like some people, like every night before I go to bed, I wash my face. And like now my brain knows that I'm going to do this next and this next and this next. These are all the parts of my routine. I didn't think you were going to say wash your face. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bong rip. Yeah. I don't, no. I don't know why. I don't know when she's wash like, her face. I was like, my... oh, yeah, wash your face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. So like a lot of people just have, you know, a very like consistent routine of like what they do before they, you know, decide that they're not doing anything else for the rest of the day. And that could be like you're sitting in front of the TV or like you're going to bed or whatever that looks like for you. But ultimately, drinking in some way is typically part of that. Okay. And so a lot of people still, even if they give up alcohol, they want that ritual of like when they used to have a cocktail or like a Jack and Coke or something or like a 
a beer or a glass of wine before they went to bed, and they don't do that anymore, so they still want that. And it's a pretty significant thing because it does trigger you to get into that restful state of mind. Yeah. Mm. Is that a is that like a mental thing or is it Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What your store, I guess, I mean, we'll we'll look five, ten, fifteen down years down the road and there'll probably be a lot more of these type of businesses. Yeah. But what made you like get into this field or like what were you doing before that kind of just led to this um, the free spirit brand? So um, I've always worked in restaurants and bars like my whole adult life pretty much like probably much to my parents dismay like I spent a lot of money going to college and then was like I'm just gonna work in a restaurant instead <laughs> and they're like, oh no you know but um, I did really well with it you know and ended up like running restaurants and um, you know writing you know, bar menus, wine lists, you know, hiring entire staffs, opening up brand new places for people. So like my entire career is in hospitality and it's like what I do. Um, but uh, I want to say close to five years ago, I significantly stopped drinking, like stopped drinking the amount that I had been drinking. Up to that point, I'd probably been drinking too much. Um, and like not like a person who drinks at home necessarily, but mm -hmm. like when I would go out, like there's no one drink or two drinks. Like, there are people in this world who can go out and have one drink, and I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so you have all I don't. Of the drinks? I don't have all of them till like, I'm, I, I wasn't the type of person who would, when I did drink, drink all of the drinks, like, till I would pass out or be embarrassing. But I would always definitely drink to a point where I was drunk, mm. without a doubt. Like, that was definitely what I would do. And I might not drink for a month or two months or whatever, but, like, when I did go out, I was definitely drinking until I was drunk and, like, too intoxicated to drive home or definitely made a new best friend, like, <laughs> all of those types of things. Like, I would, I remember, like, you know, getting text messages the next day, and I would say to my husband, like, why is this person trying to plan a camping trip with me? And he would be like, oh, didn't you know? That's your new best friend. And I would be like, I don't even know who this is. And he'd be like, oh, well, you were talking to them for an hour, and you guys have tons in common. Like, Whoa. he would laugh at me, but, like, that was the type of, you know, drinking I would do. It's cool that he was a good sport about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I was never a angry, you know, drunk. I was never a crying drunk. I was never a, like, get myself into trouble kind of drunk. But, like... I was like, hey, like, we're going to make a lot of new best friends tonight drunk. Okay. And I was never particularly loud or, like, you know, rounding everybody up in the bar. Like, pretty low-key, but, like, definitely way more friendly, mm. way more, like, into humanity than the sober version of me probably is. Mm. Um, and so, like, and, you know, like, I would just like to have a good time. And so, like, if we were going out and I was going to be drinking, like, we were definitely going to have a good time. Like, there's no, there no getting around it. Like, it was going to be fun, and I was going to make sure it was fun. So you drank for sport. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, for fun. And I think, you know, like I was a pretty shy child and that was probably anxiety, which I didn't, which I grew out of. But I think like initial social situations that you, it's like most people, you, you go get your drink and now you have this drink in your hand and like, this is my comfort item that makes sure that I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have that drink and you walk around and it does make you feel looser and it does drop some of those inhibitions and like those things are really nice, but it's like. You only really get that from drink one or two, and then all the ones after that are, like, the danger zone. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, but by the time you're in the danger zone, it's too late, so you don't <laughs> even care anymore, right? Yeah, money isn't real. Everything's <laughs> exactly. just... Exactly. Buy everybody a drink. Yeah, that's tomorrow <laughs> Krista's problem, yeah. right? Like, 
But today, Krista, she doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Tomorrow, Krista can figure it out when future she's Future Krista. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's funny. Yeah. It's future Krista's problem for sure. So you, you obviously have a hospitality background, which I can definitely see. Like, you come to our events, like, ready to go, and you bring gifts, and you, you know, you, you definitely mingle quite well. But, like, are you, so, like, you kind of decided to leave that field consciously? Yeah. Did you come up with this idea, like, very quickly, or was this something that happened, you know, it was, like, a burning desire? Um, I don't think it was, no, it was definitely not a burning desire. Um, I mean, like, I stopped, like I said, I I didn't stop fully drinking until just a little over a year ago. Mm. But, like, the four years preceding that, I, like... It was one of those things where, like, I was only having a drink when I was at a celebratory occasion. And, like, I wasn't drinking to get drunk. I kind of, like, had made myself this promise after, like, waking up grotesquely hungover. And I was like, I'm just not going to be drinking like this ever again. Like, there's just absolutely no reason. And I turned myself into a person who could have just one. And it was also, like, I'm in my 40s. And, like, hangovers in your 40s. Like, I would just pray to die. Like, it was the worst feeling in the world. Like, your body chemistry's changing. Your hormones are all over the place. Like, it's rough. And so, like, I just didn't want to ever feel like that. And I didn't drink consistently enough that it should have been a problem. It was really just the moments when I did drink that Mm. drink that was, you know, not attractive for me. So I was like, oh, only on birthdays, special occasions, like those types of things. And like, I don't have a lot of friends, so that wasn't too hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was like, okay, I can just drink three or four times a year. And then like last year, you know, in October, I was like at a friend's birthday and I like, we were doing like a champagne toast or something to them, to them. And I like took one sip and I was like, I don't even want this. This is like, and I hadn't been drinking the whole night anyway. Like I had already just been drinking club soda and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm like, this is it. This is the last time I ever do this. And I was like, not grossed out. It wasn't like a big like revelation. I was just like, I don't need it. Mm. I'm like, there's so many other like better things to be doing. Like, what am I going to do? Have like three of these. And then now it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what are we doing next? (laughs) Like, like. What? I'm in my mid-40s. This is the dumbest thing ever. Like, who cares? I already drank all the drinks. You know what I mean? Like, I already did all that stuff. Like, you know, my husband likes to quote, who said it? Like, Eddie Van Halen or David Lee Roth or one of them. One Somebody in Van Halen said once, everybody's born with a bottle and you can drink it all at once or you can spread it out over your whole life. My husband always goes, you drank your bottle all at once. Mm. Mm. You know, so I drank my bottle all at once. And, like, I did it at a time when I was young and I could recuperate from it. But, like, now I can. So I'm just kind of done. Yeah, I was, I was talking to someone at jujitsu the other day about like a young a young lad, <laughs> and I was like, "Look, bro, like I'm 35." He was like, "Oh, you don't drink?" And I was like, "I wouldn't say I don't drink. I just like usually don't drink." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Why are you just like?" He said the p word. He called me a pussy. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Pussies are so tough. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's true. They are." It is the true. beatings those things take. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. They should true. be calling people testicles. That's, that's all true. I'm saying. That's true. Yeah, because <laughs> if you think about it, if you get you get hit in the nuts, like, you're done. You're done. It's over. Yeah. yeah. You need a timeout. Yeah, you're a ball sack. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up on Friday yeah. at our meeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Show him up, dude. Yeah, you let him know. I hope that whatever the meeting is, HR is not present, or they are fully present. <laughs> We're going to talk about testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a... Uh, it's called tappy hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. We go in there and choke each other. Mm-hmm. Some oh, okay. of us, some of us don't get choked, and some people get choked more. Oh. So it's like someone's gonna get choked. Yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about drinking, and I was kind of, 
it's like explaining how when you get I, I don't know what age because I drank a lot like in my 20s um and when I met Miss Ariel my wife like we were drinking she like looks back on it and she goes I don't know how I kept up with you guys because like we would drink like Wednesday through Sunday yeah like and not like drink like we were partying yeah and she's like not a large person no. so like on her small frame that's yeah. gotta be rough yeah and that's where her alter ego razor was born because oh she would get like blacked out and just like kidding that she would just she's a feisty little person yeah so she'd be like screaming at me at like a cheesesteak place or something like that and we would all just stand there like grinning at her be like whoa you're out of hand what, <laughs> what happened here what did we do <laughs> yep. be like i have no idea this is completely out of control damn i'm at fault here but i don't know why yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was like explaining like the alcohol doesn't it like still does the same thing but when you wake up and, like, if you drink on Saturday, you still feel like shit on, like, Monday. Yeah. And that's, like, only, like, three or four beers. Yeah. It's not even – it doesn't even take that much. So, over the course of time, um, I kind of just, like – I would be, like, eh. It's just not worth it. Am I going to just hate myself for the next three days for no reason? And it took me a long time to realize because, like, I would wake up, like, kind of depressed. Mm. And I'd be, like – why do I feel like complete shit? Mm. And then I stopped drinking for a period of time for just no real reason. And then I had like a beer and then the next day I felt like that way again. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I had this like mini revelation. I was like, is this the alcohol doing this to me? Sure. Like is. it didn't used to do this to me. Mm. And maybe it was. And I just like, over, like was firing all cylinders that like, it just didn't, it's different when you're younger. Parent. Like, I don't think I really had my first hangover until my 29th birthday. Mm. Okay. Like, before then, I had just been, like, dehydrated and a little groggy. And then, like, I remember the day after my 29th birthday party, I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I think I'm going to die. <laughs> and, like, my husband, you know, who's older than me, like we talked about earlier, like, he was like, um... Yeah, so this is a hangover. And I was like, is this, I was like, is this really like, is this, is this what you felt like all those times? When <laughs> I like just chugged a bunch of water before bed and like took a multivitamin, but like you felt like this. And he was like, yeah, like this is, this is a hangover. Like this is what they feel like. And like, they just don't get any better. Like the more you age. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> what okay. makes you, what makes you think about things like. Like, my parents definitely threw back the drinks. Yeah. And I had friends, not friends, I would say mentors, older individuals growing up, like, even, like, grandparent age that drank. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had this guy in my life, Richie, who um, had diabetes. And he, you know, this guy taught us a lot as kids, but he was just an alcoholic, and we knew was it, diabetes. Yeah, was he trying to kill himself? No, so he My would go, he would go to he would drink and then go to dialysis, and he's like, yeah, he go in there, he just come out feeling great. Yeah, because he just be changed like, your they just cleaned your blood. And me and my brother would be sitting there and be like, what is what is dialysis? He's like, they pump the blood out of you into this machine, they pump it back in, and we're like. I don't think you're supposed to be drinking, Richie. And he's like, yeah, but the nurses are good looking. Oh. We're like, what the hell? Nice. Yeah, he ended oh up R.I.P. Dang. Um, but it's like characters like that that you look at and you're like, huh. And then you grow up and you're like, what is, you, you, that guy was, that guy could have been a professional athlete. 
Yeah. If you didn't drink, because like you got to think about it when you're like 60 something years old, still drinking that much. Yeah. Like what could you have been? And then clearly your body's a force. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're a tank. Yeah. Yeah. You're built, you built different. Yeah. So you just like, you have those experiences, but you know, I was fortunate, unfortunate, but fortunate to grow up around a lot of, um, you know, situations involving alcohol that just kind of like, I was always very like, I want to say like aware of mm -hmm. what it could do. So even though I was like, we were partying pretty hard, it was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, this is, this could get out of hand if it like goes to an, like another couple yeah. more level. If we turn this volume up, keep turning this up, it's going to go to another level. Yeah. It's just not good. Um, and like both, both my cousin, like James and Christopher are both, um, been sober for mm -hmm. quite some time. I remember. Yeah, like, I don't think my mom drinks anymore. Like, there's, like, everybody's kind of come full circle on the whole mm -hmm. thing. But, you know, you it, there's a time and a place. Like, I, I don't like to talk to people and be like, you shouldn't drink. Because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. there are those people that are yeah. like, I'm an AA. Like, and that's their identity. It's almost like they yeah. become addicted to being sober. Oh, yeah, it is. Because you haven't like, actually fixed the thing that's wrong with you. Like, drinking, any like, your substance abuse is just a side effect of the thing that's really wrong with you. Yeah. You know, and so it's like anything that, you know, you have side effects from. You have to treat the main issue. So, like, if you have a problem with substance abuse, like, you should probably be in therapy. You should probably be maybe seeing a psychiatrist to figure out why you're using X, Y, or Z to take care of this thing on a regular basis. Like yeah. in AA, like I don't begrudge anybody like their path to sobriety for whatever reasons you need it. But like, I don't think AA is a solve all. And I, I also, and I say this a lot, much to the chagrin of a lot of people who work programs, but like, I don't think telling people that they're powerless against substances is necessarily the right answer either. No. Like you, you're you're not a, telling someone that they're powerless is like to me such a negative thing. Like you, no one is powerless. Like you can take back your power, right? So like, give yourself the power to overcome that. You're not powerless to something. That's a good point. I've never, th I've never, I've never really thought about that. Yeah, but that's like a big tenant in you know like those sobriety type meetings. You know whether it's like you know NA or, or AA, they they talk a lot about. You know, like, you are powerless against it. And it's like, to an extent, yes, you are. Because the moment, for most people, the moment they're triggered and they have that, they're, they're down the rabbit hole again. But find the reason why that's your outlet and you won't be powerless anymore. Interesting. You know, mm -hmm. take it back. It's like anything. Do you, do you ever, like, do you ever, like, align with doctors or places like Alcoholics Anonymous or organizations, rather, to kind of like introduce your product to those, you know, groups of people. Like um, I could imagine some doctors or therapists or other would be like, oh, go get yourself yeah. some adaptogens or maybe, you know, I have never been to an AA meeting and I'm sure you'd be frowned upon there. Cause you're like, mm. yeah, but like I don't, we really in the shop and, and typically speaking, we don't see a lot of people who like actively work programs um, like AA or NA and stuff like that because some of those things can be triggering for them because like we talked about before, like the, um, the ritual of drinking or the substance abuse is a big part of it. And so for some people, even enacting that old standby ritual can be triggering for them. For some people, it's taste profile. And when we're talking about non-alcoholic spirits, a lot of the taste profile is there for them. So a lot of truly sober, sober people will not even introduce 
non-alcoholic beverages that mimic back into their repertoire because that can be too dangerous for them. That's pretty, that's interesting because we grew up with like candy cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah. You also go to Columbus Flea Market, just buy yeah. little packs. Yeah, just send a smoke. Yeah. Hit and, like, and a lot of us tried smoking too. You know what I mean? And like didn't pick it up permanently, but like, I mean, I think I smoked for like two years or something and then one day I was like, this is dumb. I yeah, it is do dumb. This anymore. <laughs> what am I doing this for? It tastes terrible and it's expensive. Yeah, you smell like shit yeah, all the time. It's true. I was like, like, you know, I'm like, now I got to buy mints all the time yeah. and I got to like, you know, brush my teeth like extra times. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. But I also, I guess like I agree with that notion. But when it comes to vaping, I look at these kids and I, I just like I've said to some of the kids that like we train with and stuff. I'm like, dude, if I see you with a vape, I'm going to knock it. Just put a cigarette in your mouth. Yeah. Like, just be a man. <laughs> smoke, like- smoke a cigarette, dude. Don't be smoking. Like, Don't what is it. this? And like, I was out with uh, one of our our mutual friends the other day. Mm. We were having lunch, and he whipped his vape out, and I was like, "What is this? Let me hit this." And it, it literally tasted like I I was uh, I, like I I was smoking like a Candyland character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's like I was vanilla like, steam. <laughs> like, or like, <laughs> like this, they have like such weird flavor it, names this, too. It like, was apple pie crumble. I'm pretty oh, sure. No and I was way. like, this is but like, ridiculous. Just, this doesn't even make me feel like, yeah, we're smoking cigarettes. It's like, what? What is the point of this? Like, yeah. is just, there nicot- Like the thing I don't understand is the people who vape. That's like not nicotine. It's just like the flavored steam. Mm. And there's like vaping competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, and I used to Subaru have a guy drivers. that worked for me who was like a competitive vaper. Whoa! And used to like do like all the smoke tricks. You know, do like you he'd still blow know a him? ring and then like blow all, like a a ball through the ring. It was oh like a whole God. thing. And like he, uh, he would always be like practicing. And I would be like, could you just maybe do your job? Would you do tornadoes on the like, table? Yeah, he would do like all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Wait, that's it a was thing? so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and then he, like, he would do all kinds of stuff, and I would just be, like, there's got to be, like, something better than this. Like, why? Like, I like it was cool, I guess, you know, to, like, see somebody be able to, like, manipulate it. I wouldn't say cool, maybe, maybe novel. Novel. Novel's a very good. Yeah, yeah. there's kids it's listening. It's a novelty. Yeah, when, when I was a teenager, we my brother and I got into vaping, and we ha- made our own rig. And it got to the whoa, point whoa, where. Rig? What? Yeah, it was a, there was a little, a little rig you can make where you change out the coils, so there's more. It, it heats up quicker and you get more smoke and shit. So my brother and I used to fuck around. It got to the point where we started to buy these little e-pens in bulk and we would sell them to people. And we, yeah, because you and your brother, the second you get into anything, it turns into a business. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, like I like sneakers. How sneak- can I monetize yeah. this? It's like, how, how can I really like sneakers and we want to buy more. You know what we should do? We should sell sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Dude, we did that with watches, with sneakers, with vape pens. <laughs> we did that with hats. Listen, yeah. you have an entrepreneurial spirit. Don't yeah. let that be taken from you. Yeah, it's weird that we had that. But Dude, I'm going to learn the Guatemalan national anthem. <laughs> every time Dude, say, I don't even fucking know it. And every time some you say some shit like that, I'm just, just going like, to put my hand over my heart and just start singing. They do it like this. Oh. What? Yeah. Why? That's like borderline. That's like, that's like the first part of the Nazi salute. Yeah, buddy. I think so. Guatemalans, dude. They I've seen a mix. I've seen this and I've seen this. Why is this? I don't know. Fourth I have no right. idea. It's the fourth right. The Guatemala. Four, they do, nah, they do five. They do, four, mm. they do five, bro. A little wrist action, <laughs> dude. Like full elbow extension. Maybe it's like, yeah, like they're ready to go at any time. Probably. Chops like one on the my neck. hand flat. I'm just oh. ready. Yeah, I would make a Hitler joke here, but I think he was in Argentina. Yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, yeah so it doesn't, yeah. doesn't doesn't check out. It's a lot of, there's a lot of Germans doesn't in Argentina. 
Well, yeah. we know why they're there. Yeah, yeah we all know Hitler escaped there. We That's another episode. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. I always really <laughs> like it when I meet somebody whose like, last name is like Klein, and they're like, well, we're from Argentina. I'm like, sure you are. Are you? <laughs> like, My you're from Argentina, but is your grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. It's Stein. Vanderstein. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, my name is Carlos Vanderstein. (laughs) Whoa, dude. Me me llamo Carlos. Oh, I don't believe that one. (laughs) Not one bit. (laughs) Yeah, they transferred the power to Guatemala. Mm. That's secret. (laughs) So you were in hospitality. Then, like, you went on your little... Yeah, (laughs) a semi-sobriety journey. And then what... Like, when did the store happen? So um, I had worked in New York for a number of years, and then when I decided to like just start working much closer to home instead of making that insane commute all the time. So you were working in the restaurant industry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, So So you've got credentials then Mm -hmm. if you were up there in the big big apple. No joke. I have some credentials. Well, she starts throwing up signs. Yeah. What's the coolest place you worked at? Um, I used to work for Thomas Keller. Oh, um, so I used to oversee, I, I, I mean, like, is, but nobody, I mean, if you know who he is, it's like kind of a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, yeah. So I used to work for, um, Thomas Keller. I oversaw, um, his property, the Bouchon property at the time Warner center. Um, so there was like a restaurant, a bakery, a catering wholesale program, Damn. An events program. And so my job was to run it all. Whoa. Yeah. Got a baller here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that sounds like a lot. It is a lot. Like, I mean, we used to do, like, huge events, like, for, like, we would do stuff, like, with New York Fashion Week. I got to, like, be on a shoot for, like, Oprah Winfrey's magazine. Whoa. Set up sets for, like, um, the Today Show. Like, there was really, it was really cool stuff. Like, Oprah um, Winfrey, the O the magazine. O. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We'd go right by the stores. And so we used to have, like, this huge, like, brunch event that we would do every year that, like, people would literally, like, sleep overnight at work because it took so much because people get there so early you pretty much didn't celebrate holidays no not really i mean not thanksgiving we used to work on thanksgiving but it was fun because like my family could come Mm -hmm. and so that was nice like they would get like basically like the best front row seats ever to like the macy's thanksgiving day parade like Mm. and like eat food you know made by world-renowned chefs so like no biggie to like (laughs) no biggie to not eat thanksgiving dinner at home you know like you're just getting like once in a lifetime experiences so (laughs) you know we'll trade it damn (laughs) but um yeah so like i did that and it was great like i learned so much like You know, I was, you go into jobs like that and you're like, oh, I know a lot. And that's why they're hiring me because like, I'm good at stuff. And then you get there and you're like, I know absolutely nothing (laughs) as it turns out. And like, I have to pay attention to everything these masterful people do and learn what they do. Um, So, you know, it was, it was great because it afforded me the opportunity after doing that for several years to like come back here and like be able to utilize that for other people. So when I came back, I started consulting for myself and like, helping people basically open up their dream businesses, like things that felt really important to them. And I knew how to do that at that point because I had opened up restaurants and opened up, you know, fast casual places, opened up all kinds of things. So, you know, just helped people do that. And after, uh, I don't know, I guess about four years of making rich people richer, (laughs) Um, which, you know, is nice. It's nice when people like want to open up things, but like, it's also really hard. I think when the kids got to eat, you know, exactly. But it's also like, can be, it's hard when you are a 
restaurant professional and like a rich person who's opening up a restaurant for fun, Mm. you know, which a lot of wealthy people do. They like to open up a restaurant because like people think because they eat food, they know how to manage food businesses. And I always sort of make an analogy like I can do so many people like that. (laughs) I can do math really quickly in my head, but like I'm not going to like be your accountant Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to be my own accountant because like I'm going to trust that to somebody who knows like the laws and the rules and those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. It Um, always seems like you, you, we meet these people and some of them might listen. So we love you people, but sometimes when you sell pharmaceuticals and things like that, that doesn't mean you can like sell food. Exactly. Or open. And, but the, on the off side of that, like some of the people that I know from like other worlds, like they come and they know they can put a team together mm-hmm. and they go hands off on the restaurant. Yeah, which so is the I, best thing you can do, honestly. So I've also seen people that, you know, wanted to go down that journey that I was like, this is dumb, but it's, I mean, your life, like whatever. Yeah. And they end up getting, you know, a lot of a different type of success because they know like, Hey, like I need to trust the chef or mm-hmm. I, I know how to put the team together. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are people that, you know, go against the grain and, and make it work. But for the majority of people that I've seen go from like one business to restaurants, it usually doesn't work out. And when we were growing up, even the people that I, we knew that owned restaurants, they'd be like, kid, never own a restaurant. Yeah. Never own a bar, never do any of this. Yeah. And like, so I've kind of always grown up in the back of my mind. Like there's always been businesses that I've like gotten involved with or wanted to get involved with, but always like, there's always that like restaurant that I'm like, nope. Yeah. And like, I don't know if that's wrong, but it is scary opening mm. up that kind of I mean, business. I generally will tell people like, unless you have like at least $2 million that you're very willing to like just throw in the trash, then just don't open a restaurant. You know, because, like, you're probably not going to recuperate anything close to that for, like, 10 years. Mm. Like, you're just not going to get back your investment. And if owning that business and having a restaurant and a place you can go to to hang out with your friends or your family or, like, and you have this thing that's, like, really fun and nice, like, that's cool. Like, you can have that. Um, But they're really expensive to build. And they're really, even if you're in a rental space and you're not buying your own building, like, really really expensive well, you, have to, you have to buy all the equipment you have to build it yeah. the business i mean just to build out a kitchen it's going to cost you i don't know 300 grand oh yeah and then you, know? you, you have to like staff the place staffing is a nightmare it, like i'll just be really frank about it like staffing a restaurant in today's economy um <laughs> is pretty much like the worst um 10 years ago totally fine currently not at all so that's why quick serve restaurants are like huge. You know, they're really, really growing and like, cause they're easier to run. They're easier to operate. And What's a quick serve restaurant? Like a place like a Panera Bread or a Chipotle. Mm, okay. They're quick serve restaurants. Like places where you go in and you're still getting your food made to order, but like you can take it away or you fast can, like, nobody's. Is, is Holy no, Q. Fast ca- uh, is that different? Um, yeah, no, quick serve and fast casual are pretty much the same. Yeah. Oh. Is Holy Q yeah. a quick serve or fast casual then? That is. Yeah. It's a quick serve. It's a quick yeah. serve or a fast casual place. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you came back and then you spent some time helping other people set up their businesses. Yeah. And and then like through that period of time, did you realize like one day you're like, why am I not just doing this for myself? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was like a combination of things. Like, I mean, at that point I was working for myself anyway and I could take on clients and not take on clients and do whatever I wanted. And like the money was really great. Um, but like after a while of like, you know, being like, Oh, well, you know, I'll open this up for you and I'll take care of it for you. And I'll do this, that, and the other thing for you. I was like, why am I doing this? Like for other people when I can just do it for myself? Oh, that's really cool. You know, like, and for me, I was like, 
I don't want to have to like have those conversations with people anymore where I'm like, this is why your idea is bad. <laughs> you know, I, I've gotten a lot of shit for being, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm the guy where I people mean, I'll do it, but it, I don't want to do it anymore. I've know? done that to, and I'm in the construction business. Um, and there's been people that have come to me and they're like, Hey, build my place. And I'm like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'll build it, but this is going to work. Yeah. This isn't going to go well. Like getting somebody who's opening up a food business to try to like settle in on what they even just want their like thematic thing with their menu to be is so hard. Yeah, it's, like, it's I can't even tell hard. you the amount of conversations that you have to have with somebody to like get them to decide like you have to pick a thing unless like you're opening up like a pub or like a bar and like then or you you're 86 just, west and you have yeah. the best menu in all of the world exactly <laughs> but like there's so many there's so many people who like just don't even and i'm like no you can't like you can't have like pizza but then also serve like bangers and mash like that's not how it works like you're not opening up like a pub or like a tavern like you have to have <laughs> this like is, it's this not a diner this like, isn't all your favorite foods yeah it's yeah. like well i really like this and i really like that you know it's so like getting somebody to sort of settle on those things in and of itself is like such an ordeal and then like also like trying to make sure that people like pick proper aesthetics for the type of place that they're opening and it's like you know you have to be like well i know that you like the color purple yeah. but like it's not really or the type of business like it's not really an italian restaurant color like mm. i don't you know like there's just a lot of things like you have to have those conversations and i was like wouldn't it just be awesome if like i didn't do that anymore yeah and so i don't which is great but um yeah so part of it was just like wanting to do something for myself that was like really my own and the other part of it was like i got really 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 tired of drinking club soda <laughs> pretty much like everywhere i went it was like oh I'll just have a club soda. Oh, I'll just have a club soda. And so, like, you start falling down, like, the rabbit hole of, like, you're looking for non-alcoholic options in, like, your search engines, right? You're Googling, like, what is out there so I can just still have, like, fancy drinks. And especially for somebody like me, like, who wrote bar menus and curated wine lists. Like, I love drinks. Like, drinks are great. Like, I like all the drinks. I will try all the drinks. I will, like, I want to make fancy drinks. I want them to have things floating in them. I want them in my refrigerator. I want them wherever I go. And so I was tired of only having that option sort of on the internet. You know, like I'm being fed all these things like, oh, you can buy this non-alcoholic spirit or we have these beverages. But then I'm kind of locked into maybe buying something. And by the time it ships to my house, I'm spending $55 on a spirit alternative that I have no idea what it tastes like. And if I open that up in my house and I hate it, I've now spent a good chunk of money on something that I feel really crappy throwing away but also never going to touch again mm. Mm. so I wanted to have a place where people could come in and try things or at least have a person that they could talk to about it and like explain what it's supposed to taste like or how you use it or here we make it in this drink try it here oh I have that bottle open here try a sample and then that way people aren't buying these things that they don't like and then they're stuck with them do you have a like a bar we setup do. yeah we do okay yeah so we make like all kinds of drinks but we have a bar menu, and then, like, we have a few snacks on it, but we have, like, um, adaptogen drinks, just regular, like, non-alcoholic drinks. We have um, drinks that are, like, imitations of, like, classic cocktails. Like, we make a margarita, we make a dirty martini, we make a Negroni. Um, we have THC-infused drinks. We have kava drinks. We have kratom drinks. So lots of, lots and lots of drinks. 
Cool. Yeah, speaking yeah. of trial kinds of stuff. Um, That's fun. It is fun. Then, like, where does the law currently, because, like, CBD is obviously um, legal. Yeah. It's, like, not an issue anymore. And I actually got a text message. This is this is a true story. I got a text message about voting against the marijuana law in PA. Oh, don't this do that. Yeah, how dumb is that? Why would you vote against I mean, that? I mean, last time I checked, most people really like money, so... Yeah. legalizing uh, marijuana stuff really makes everybody a lot of money. Yeah, so I got this text message, and it was, it's a, like a graphic of a car accident, and it says, say no to legal pot in Pennsylvania, paid for by Truth on Word, and says, this is Michael Gear with PA Family Institute. The state is expected to take up this bill this week that would not only legalize rec- recreational pot in PA, but force every community to allow pot shops. Please email your state rep, Shelly Labs, at slabs at PA House GOP to tell her, you, tell her you oppose legalized pot. And I replied back, dumbest text ever. <laughs> you're like, you're like I'm, I'm going to go further than just writing stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I so hope you guys get this reply because this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You can drink, you can get alcohol, like, I cannot. That is also sim- definitely a picture of like a car accident from drinking. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I get why, like, just watching the vape situation and the kids' mm-hmm. accessibility to that, I, I get why that's a concern. But when Colorado legalized weed, they raised so much money. Oh yeah. That the tax revenue is insane. Their state constitution, the way it was written they could only take so much revenue from their citizens each year that they ended up giving the mo- giving money back to the like citizens of the state that's how much money they made from legalized pot Damn. they had to write you a check during tax season being like actually you're getting a return from the state this year like that doesn't happen on state level like everybody pays to the state yeah mm. so in my mind legalize it take that money tax the hell out of it and take that money and Put it into other issues that are, like, you know. Like, wouldn't it be great like to have no potholes? Yeah, there you go. Potholes are, Weed like. Weed can m- fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we help all these people that are, like, dying on fentanyl and, like, on Absolutely. drugs in the city. Like, create more programs for those folks or give money back to these, like, schools that are having their own problems. And we'll get into the school board thing right now. Mm. Um I am not in Central Buck School District, so yeah, I don't have to worry. God, about that. these <laughs> signs! Like, I'm so glad this election's passed because these people driving were through like driving through the borough and like the surrounding township for like the last month has been like so sad. Yeah, in your <laughs> it's, like, face, so sad. Like, yeah. why do y'all gotta hate each other so much? No, and I'll just get, be a little nicer. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like my my thing is throughout the whole Corona thing, I kind of like god um i exhausted myself yeah like trying to like discuss these issues with people because i've like i'm a huge history nerd i have like a finance economics background so like i really get i get nerdy when it comes to like political data and like sure. environmental data like i like i like i like to understand like what are the incentives for the you know people or like why is it why is this happening it's not just happening because of x y and z it's like yeah. there's more to this and, like, the ones that get me right now are the houses in Doylestown that have, like, ban guns, not books, but then also have We Stand With Ukraine, and then they'll have, like, some other thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's, like, you look, like, 
you have so many different views on the world right now that are conflicting. Are conflicting. It's like ban guns, not books. It's like okay, but we're sending guns to Ukraine. Yeah. It's like okay, but what? Yeah. It's like what could, like if you said, hey, look, like we should all love each other. I'd be like, yeah, I can get behind that. But it's like these people that just they just need to use their their lawns as like NASCAR pit crew like marketing jackets. It's like. I, I can literally, I, like, I don't, I try to still keep an open mind, but when I walk past these houses, I'm like, I know everything I need to know about you. Yeah. It's like, you've left nothing up to imagination. I know I probably can't have a conversation with you. Like, there's all, so it's like. It's really hard, because I think that, like, you know, and, like, people, I mean, it's not new, it's not new information, but, like, we spend so much time socializing with each other through, like, digital means that like I think that we just forget what it's like to have real conversations with people and I think that like when you actually talk to people which is the thing I love about like being in hospitality and like having my own shop is like I talk to people face to face all day Mm. long and like it's really nice because like you know it's almost never about politics but like I'm also willing to bet that like that person on the internet and my husband and I talk about this a lot and we'll There'll be like people that we see in person and I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad they came in or like, oh, I'm so glad that we saw them. And one of the other of us will be like, why? And I'll be like, because they're so awful on the internet. <laughs> you know? That's a, that's a really like, good point. So that internet people. muscle, it's like you see these comments on people's stuff and it's like, whoa. Yeah. You're like, would you say that to my face? And Probably they won't. Not. And they won't. And that's the thing. And like we talk about it a lot is, you know, like seeing people in person is really valuable. Like I probably wouldn't still have some of the friends that I have if like I didn't make the time and see them in person because like some of the people that I'm pretty close with are like pretty awful on the internet and like not awful, like vitriolic or like instigating or anything like that. But like, they're just like not good on the internet. Like maybe they post shitty photos or like maybe they make like comments in all caps or like maybe they're one of those people who like has to post every random thought that they have like mm. along with a picture. And I'm like, I just don't need, like, I don't need that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need that. Like I've got my feeds down to like businesses I want to follow yeah. and like famous people I'm interested in. <laughs> and like, that's pretty much it. Like I don't need 37 pictures from your kid's first birthday party. Yeah. Like I know your kid, it's fine. It's cool. I was there. So <laughs> I, I'm but, a like, big unfollower. Yeah, I won't unfollow, like, I mute. So, like, I just mm, mute everybody. A good, a I mute tool. people, and good I'm job. just like, I don't need to see you, but, like, I care enough that, like, if I want to dial in, I'll just dial in. But mm. some people are just kind of awful on the internet, and, like, they're perfectly acceptable in person. And so I like, wish we would start that. with, like, the thing, I think almost everybody, unless you're nuts, we all pretty much agree on, like, 90 or more percent of things. So I kind of wish we would lead conversations off on or off the internet with what we agree upon. Yeah. It's like, okay, we disagree on, you know, say, say weed. It's like, but do you want more money for your kid's school? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want more money for your kid's school. Do we want to pay less taxes? Yeah. Okay. So like, how do we do that? Like, is this a conversation? And at the end of it, we can still disagree in business, like you, you disagree a lot with people, and you still have to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, especially in like construction, you like, there's a lot of different ways to go about problems, but sometimes you gotta like, just be like, all right, that's the best idea. We'll go with that, even though I don't know if it's gonna work. It seems more thought out than my idea. 
So let's just go with it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, we'll try again. And we've kind of gotten away from that. I also think something that changed with social media that maybe I was naive to as a kid, but when, the way we grew up, it's like you don't ask someone how they vote and you don't tell people how you vote. Like you right. just kind of keep that close to the chest. Like what it is, is, is what it is. Yeah. Like some people probably when we were younger, I just didn't notice it. We're a little bit more vocal and, or you knew like, Oh, you know, grandpa only votes red. Yeah. Like, but well, it's information overload too. I think like, I think we just have the ability to have so much information, like very tangibly available that like mm. you're just in overdrive, like all the time. And it's like, and that information can be, you know, manipulated in so many different ways. And, and, the least of it is your own viewpoint, right? Because you're now kind of fed somebody else's viewpoint and you can decide if you want to adopt it as yours instead of before, like, you'd have to kind of search out very mm -hmm. deeply, like, just straight facts of things. And then you would have to, like, glean your own opinion. But, like, now I could just go on pretty much any site and I could find somebody who, like, maybe agrees on one thing with me, but now I'm watching the 17 YouTube videos and, and now we are totally aligned, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And, like, maybe that wouldn't have been the same thing if I had just read the same information that they did and gleaned my own opinion and been able to have a conversation about it with a diverse population of people, which we're just simply not doing. Like, we're not engaging each other in person and with a diversity of opinions, and, like, I don't think that we rise effectively from that. No, definitely no. not. Yeah, my girlfriend's dad says it all the time. He's like, don't be the person that collects sticks. Go to the tree. Some people just pick up little things they see here and there. Yeah. And they never really get to the root of where yeah, it's coming exactly. from. Yeah, a perfect example of this. Yeah. Some older gentleman mm -hmm. in my in my world post some shit about Pat's steaks. It's like Pat's steak shutting down. And he's like, oh, this is fucking terrible. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, or the other thing. And I literally commented. He called my mom. I'm sure of it. Because I was like. Someone didn't read the article. <laughs> this is like a and then, like, he disrespect. ratted you out to your mom? Probably, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of getting ratted out to my mom as an adult is well, like, now, that's now you're labeled. Saying. Now you're labeled a snitch. Yeah. And we know what snitches get. Mm. Switch them up, maybe. Yeah, it's adaptogens. Not, it's not rewards. <laughs> but, it, sure. yeah, but Pat Stakes isn't closing down. They're remodeling. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they now have a satellite location. So there's absolutely no shutdown. Ridiculous. People just like, you know. Yeah, just open it up. We if should there's a paywall, then it's not for you. Yeah. You don't care enough about news to pay for it, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, should, we should figure out a way to do that with, like, your business. Like, just get some serious hype going, and people are like, <laughs> oh, my God, no way. She's selling AK-47s? <laughs> and they just get, like, a line out your door because people think they can get, like, guns at your shop. <laughs> yeah. oh Be like, no, just... It's a drink. Just <laughs> non-alcoholic beverages. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, or it's like a go. drink, AK-47. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have this drink with Echinacea instead. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we sell AR-15s here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ashwagandha I'm going to, like, 15. name a drink. Yeah, See, like, Rishi 15, bro. Now my little entrepreneurial brain is going crazy. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make a drink and call it an AR-15, but it'll be, like, an adaptogen and, like, a 15-something blend. Yeah. And then I'll be like, we sell AR-15s. Yeah. And now... I tricked y'all. Oh, dude. God. Can we do that? Why have, we not, why have I not thought of this until this very moment? Yeah. I, I don't hang out with enough people who talk about guns, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what else is controversial? We'll come up with a bunch of ideas. I don't know. Anything. Taylor yeah. Swift. All kinds of things. Taylor Swift. Is Taylor Swift controversial? No, but she's, you know, she's always in, in some hype. Yeah. I, I think she's controversial. Is she? Really? She's ruining football right now. <laughs> Just if don't I pay watch, attention to it, If man. I watch another game where they, like, go to the box to check on how she's feeling, 
<laughs> one more goddamn time. I it's mean, a, they have to do that, though, because yeah. it's increasing their viewership. It like, is. more people are watching football than ever. That's true. Right? Like, look at all of the 13-year-old girls who are watching football now. That's true. Who weren't watching it before. That's true. I, I, it comes down to the money. It's yeah. eyeballs. Exactly. People love business. money. So, like, let's just let people make money. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, let people sell weed if they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you, yeah. Have, do you have any, like, THC products? Oh, yeah, tons. How's that work? Yeah. So... Um, federally, um, all THC that is hemp derived and not cannabis derived is fully legal. Mm. You can ship it anywhere in the country and then it's left up to the states to regulate however they want to. Okay. Um, Pennsylvania actually grows a ton of hemp, which is interesting. It's a pretty big crop here. Um, but THC itself is not regulated after it comes out of hemp. So what they do is they test the plants. So plants are grown, they're tested for a certain percentage of THC and all kinds of other like naturally occurring things that are in them. Um, if the plant passes the test, then they can extract whatever they want out of it and put it in anything that they want. Whoa. In any quantity in that they AR-15s. want. In AR-15s. Yeah, yeah. Dude. in a specialty yeah. beverage called an AR-15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hope um, we, I hope that becomes a real thing. Because I will... I'm going to work on it. I'll oh, promote you know what the I'll do? shit out of it. I yeah, will we'll push put, it. I will put... We change the menu every two-ish months, so we'll be with this one until the beginning of January. But in the next menu, I'm going to put a drink on there called the AR-15. Yeah. I'm definitely doing it. Inspired by Guatemalan. <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck? <laughs> It'll be a Guatemalan-inspired <laughs> punch drink of some sort. Um, I'm blowing the lid off this conspiracy. <laughs> doing it up. What, it, what would the... F- like, how hard would you laugh if, like... Somehow or another, we found out there was an Illuminati, and they were all Guatemalan. Bro. And I was right. Even though it was a joke, it turned out to be right. That'd be insane. What would you give me? I don't know. I'd give all you some land. I'll give oh, you land. Land? Yeah, some land in Guatemala? Yeah, there you go. I take it. Yeah, I've been offered land. <laughs> That's interesting. You might, like, you're making you're making fun, but, like, maybe Kilmar is, like, a Guatemalan prince, and he's just been keeping it low-key all this time. I'm making fun, but <laughs> low-key... I believe it. Yeah. It would because, be cool if I was. Because if you really think about it, if they wanted to shut us down, they would just call all the people back. <laughs> they would they would bring America to its knees. <laughs> and then be it's like, true. This I is, mean, the service economy would be over. This is what we want. We'd be lost in our own lawns. <laughs> yeah. Grass would be up to our knees. Yeah. We'd be like, what? We're, I got to mow my own lawn now? All the restaurants would be closed down. It's true. No one would be able to get food no, anywhere. No sushi. No Chinese food. Nothing. No pizza. Well, yeah. Yeah. They oh. brew our beer. They. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do <right>. they? <laughs> the Guatemalans brew beer. I've never I seen a Guatemalan like, brewmaster. Like that's for white guys with beards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely for white guys with beards. <laughs> yeah. And like sometimes glasses. Sometimes. And definitely flannel shirts. Yeah. So uh, like dude, it's not. Half of them are bald. Look yeah. at this flannel. Totally. Yeah. You gonna tell me you weren't wh- whipping up some IPAs? I wasn't, bro. <laughs> I don't drink. <laughs> I'm all about that that hemp dog. <laughs> yeah, that AR fifteen. AR fifteen, bro. AR quinceañera, bro. That's what you gotta call it. <laughs> you guys are so about the quince. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Everything comes down to fifteen in your culture. Yeah, quinceañeras, bro. You know? Yeah, dude. They got they're lit. Fifteen's yeah, they a big deal. It is a yeah. big deal. You apparently, become a woman or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. They don't do they don't do one for men. It's not like bar and bat mitzvahs. They don't do like quinceañeras and then like quinceañeros. Oh, I've seen some guys have a 15th yeah. birthday birthday bash. Yeah, I'm going to have it. a 15th birthday for my kids Yo. and not a sweet 16. Do it. Because everybody's like, you got to get your kid a car. 
No, fuck no, that. You don't have to buy your kid a car. Yeah, no. not gonna, I mean, my dad got me a car, but it wasn't a nice car, but it was a car. Yeah. I appreciated that, so I guess we'll see. Jeez, your dad probably worked hard as shit. Oh, he worked hard as shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got, me a, got me a Volkswagen, bro. Oh, my Whoa. first car was a Volkswagen, too. A German yeah. car. Yeah, ger- oh. oh, interesting. <laughs> Fuck. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was. And a, you guys are like national anthems, like straight ready to go. That's crazy. You just Hol- got got. Yo. You're holding it. It's like. The gun's not cocked yet. Yeah, we're not releasing this episode. It was fun. It was good. To, thanks for wasting my time. Yeah. The, episode, the episode that's coming out next week got yeah. heavily edited. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. did Lo- it? Logan's episode, <laughs> it, it's the most I've ever had to edit a podcast. Oh, the episode oh, wow. was off the rails, man. Yeah, we la- <laughs> at one point he dropped a joke on us that got completely cut out of the episode and will remain cut, but it crashed the computer. Yeah, we laughed so hard. We laughed that. so hard. Oh that my it crashed god! The computer, and if you go back and you watch it, yeah. his grin on his face—he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he, he walked did. us right into that he shit, did. and I was like, "That we cannot put that out." Yeah, no, <laughs> we cannot put that out. Yeah, yeah. I messaged him too. I was like, "I edited it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Still a good episode. He's like, he's like my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that shit was nuts. Yeah, he's gonna be. You know, who Conor McGregor is. Yeah, this is like the Conor McGregor of New Jersey, but he's not 21 yet <laughs> so he's like young gonna be a professional fighter okay he's definitely in the right trajectory to become a professional right. fighter but he's like already worried about his brand <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking crazy. he's got a chest tattoo <laughs> he's got a chest tattoo that completely revolves around his brand yeah he's like i'm not getting any more tattoos it's all about this yeah oh my god yeah it's crazy. hilarious how much he's thought about it oh and I, I respect it He's going to make a lot of money someday. It's a huge chess piece. (laughs) I wish that, like, personal branding had been a thing when I was a teenager. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm way past, like... What would your brand have been? My personal brand would have been, like, please leave me alone. (laughs) 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 Are you looking at me? Please stop. Uh, Like, that would have been that. Like, my personal brand as, like, a younger person was, like, how do I disappear? Yeah. As quickly as possible, <laughs> you know, and like people always be like, you know, that person like so and so who blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I think you forget how masterful I've been at purposely not getting to know a lot of people. Nice. Because like I just I don't know if I have it in me to maintain it, you know, like having like a wide social net is a lot of work. You're telling me. And like, and like you guys, like you're always all up in shit. And like, I don't know how you do it because it's like, extremely taxing. It sometimes, is. It, sometimes I'm not going to lie. There's times where we've participated in certain things and it's completely backfired. <laughs> completely backfired. Yeah. Like where I'm afterwards, I'm like, what have we done? Living yeah. and learn, man. What yeah. have we done? That's the thing. What like my kids. Like and it's usually my idea and I rope us all into it. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, like, I'm, like, great. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so no. sorry, guys. Yeah. The, on paper, this really worked out. And then Gilmore's always so nice about it. He's like, yeah, yeah you know, we learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all we can do is learn, yeah. man. No, like I do that every now and again. I'll like make my husband go to like a social thing with me. Not the most recent thing. But um, <laughs> like, and then, and he like won't really want to go. And then like when we leave, he'll be like, I told you. Does he, does he want to come back to the happy hour? Oh, yeah, he definitely does. We're not doing yeah. it in the last Wednesday this time. Yeah. We're switching it up and trying to just jam people up. We're doing okay. it this 13th of December. Uh, December. Ugly, get your sweater. Ugly sweater party. It's a Wednesday. Oh, it's a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do ugly sweaters. We got to make a, a little yeah. ad for it. Yeah. I, I, so I'm going to, I got the uh, information for the big safe. Mm-hmm. There's a Red Rider BB gun in there. 
Oh. So we're going to shoot your eye out, kid. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Make a little <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Like what, did, what did he think about it? He liked it. He was like, it's nice to like, because like business card exchanges are like really rough. And like, I always feel like whenever I go to one of those things, like some dude is always trying to sell me. Some guy who's like been in the newspaper business for 30 years, you know, like is always trying to like <laughs> sell me, sell me like oh, an ad. It's funny as shit. You know, he's like, you should really, it's only $500 a month and we'll put your thing like in, like it'll be a half page ad in print. And I'm like, we're in of all, all the diners. Who's, this goes out to uh, 10,000 mailboxes. And I was like, oh, you mean that shit I throw in the trash? <laughs> yeah, dude. Do I can, spend, I can spend $500 a month to have people throw me in the trash. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, I want to do that. You know, so like, I always try and negotiate this with people to give me free stuff. I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool is if you gave me a free ad. Yeah. And then we see if I get anything from it, and then I'll pay you for the next one. And they're like, well, it doesn't quite work that way. And I was like, well, this time it's gonna work that way. I'm. (laughs) And it's like I understand everybody's got a job to do, and like. That's fine, but like most of those things, most of those things are like that. You know, like when you go to like chamber of commerce stuff, it's all like, get up and introduce yourself and like tell people what you're here for today. And it's like, I'm here because like I just don't want my business to fail. Please, please buy things for me. I don't know. I took all the money that I had and I made a store, (laughs) and I would love it so much if you guys made sure that I got to keep my house. That's all. That's all. You know, like, that would be really great. And so, like, I don't know what to say. It's like, I don't know. I have things. Like, just come and buy them. Like, I have cool things, and I'll talk to you, and I'll be nice, and I won't poison you, I promise. Your your 30-second elevator speech is like, come buy my shit, and you just drop it. Yeah, there you go. Pretty much. Like, and I, you know, there's, there's there's nothing more I can say about it. Like, please just, you know, like, make sure my kids get to eat dinner. You know, have like, you gotten approached know. by any like BNI or Latip or any of those like business card groups? I've I've gone to one and I've been approached to join, but I don't I don't think I'm interested. It's just I don't know. I don't think I'm interested. Yeah, it's but, those, but it was bus- cool. those business groups. Like I've been a part of Latip and BNI mm-hmm. a long time ago. Thought it was important, but then an, before the internet, I think those groups worked. They mm-hmm. did. They absolutely did. And once the internet came about, and then. Our happy hour, of course, the greatest thing to happen to business since business itself. <laughs> um, the whole reason I did that was because, like, there, we had one event where, like, I saw a woman that, like, I didn't, I don't even know how, like, where she was from. Like, she was like an electrician or something, or like selling electrician. She had a fist of business cards she was handing out, like, legit had her hand open, like, it was a full C, capital C. And I literally, like, my wife saw her. That's a lot. I saw her. I looked up at my wife and I started walking towards her. My wife's like, nope, <laughs> back over there. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Cause I was literally just going to fucking smack the cards out of her hand and be like, what are like no cards? Yeah. <laughs> this is a no cards event. Yeah. We've had people, I don't care that you bring stuff. Cause it's like very, it's from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've had people that like have been like, Oh, can I bring X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no, like you can't show up with like your book collection. We don't. Oh yeah, that would be we weird. We don't give a shit. Yeah, like you're not giving like a presentation in front of the class. Like it's yeah, not. It's, it's not like that. Our event is supposed to be about like it's like a bigger version of the podcast. Yeah. The goal for the podcast isn't to get followers. It like you come in. I kind of knew you, mm-hmm. but now you leave. We're friends with you. Yeah. I'm coming to your store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like now we're like 
we're in the community together. Like I'm coming to your store, you're buying stuff. Like you might not buy a house from me, but like you're buying, you know, you might buy pictures from Gilmar or like some, yeah. there's, there's like more to business than just like showing up to these things and being like, here's my card, buy insurance from me. Yeah. It's like, you have to make relationships with Absolutely. people. And I always, I started the podcast to avoid networking. Because yeah, if I can sense. if I can sit down with like one person at a time, like you and I can get to know each other, it would take five years of those events Absolutely. for your, us to have a fraction of what we've done here tonight. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh wait, I'm like, I, I know, like, how would I ever find out? Like, oh, she used to work in New York. Yeah. Like her, like I know about your family now. We know, like, I know you. Yeah. Whereas, like, that's that's deeper to me than. You know, and that's what we, that's what our the happy hour was like. Truthfully, we were like, well, what can we do for the podcast? And like, not necessarily for the podcast, but like, what's the next step? Like, how can we take this and like enhance it some way? Mm-hmm. And we had this email list and I was kind of like, wait a minute. What if we just all invited all these people and just did a happy hour once a month? Yeah. And like either we get sponsors or it's a cash bar. I don't care. But we get like all the cool people that we know. And get them together. Yeah. And then we started having people that, like, bringing other people. Oh, yeah. I tell people about it all the time. I'm like, oh, you're doing this, that, or the other. But, yeah, I'll be like, have you ever come to, like, the happy hour? And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, you should just come. Like, go follow, like, No Prisoners. And then, like, click the link. And then just tell them that you're going to come. And then, like, you'll meet all these people. And, like, everybody's really nice. Yeah. And super supportive. And, like, like, I'm always, like, I almost always, every time I come to one, have an event booked, like, within that week. Damn. Like, somebody will ask me to, like, come to their shop or oh, come from to their business. Oh, from our happy hour? Yeah, all the time. Oh, like within no that shit. That makes yeah. me feel so yeah, good. That's yeah, awesome. like, so it works. That's like, it's one of those fucking things great, that, like, dude. It works. Yeah, it does. It does. It does work. Like, I'll leave and, like, somebody will be like, oh, well, like, do you ever do, like, this, that, or the other thing? And I'm like, yeah, we do that. And then they'll be like, oh, can you, like, come to our business and, like, set up for the day and, like, do that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, no way. Yeah. So that makes me feel so great. Yeah, yeah. it works. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah, the the last one we, the Halloween one, I knew was going to be, like, it was well attended, and I knew it was going to be that amount of people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the most amount of people we've had. It was probably, like, half. Yeah. But I knew that the costumes were kind of going to be, like, a deterrent. Yeah. Because, like, you don't really know, like, in a costume, I don't look like my normal self, clearly. So, like, the next time I might end up talking to somebody that I talked to that was in a costume. <laughs> and we might be like, have we done this before? But, like, maybe you were wearing a wig uh-huh. and, like, you had yeah. a mask on. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it was cool um, to raise money for something. Yeah. So, like, this morning I was driving and I was kind of like, we'll probably do a cash bar for the next one and just kind of, like, just wing it so we don't have to do all that, like, work with, like, sponsors. But it'd be cool to do something with, like, and I don't know if it's too close to Christmas to do something for, like, Toys for Tots or something like that where, mm. like, you have to bring a toy. Well, I mean, you could always, like, reach out to an organization that takes, like, donations like that. Like, there's, um, you know, like, a woman's place. Like, they they do a lot of stuff. Like, you can always just, like, donate new things to them. And they're local. That was the And so, like, local organizations, like, are usually easier to get into. Like, Toys for Tots is, like, a huge, like, national organization. So, yeah. like, usually I find that, like, you're going to do something that close it's better to like do something that's a good like idea close by and like um i know that the ymca does uh they do like a lot of gift cards and gifts and things like that for members there who in the community who they know are low income okay and so you might be able to reach out and they could probably put you in touch either like 
tell you exactly what they want or need, or they could like put you in touch with another organization. That's two, two really good ideas. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've been, I wanted to, like we participated in a fashion show this past weekend. I know. I got too busy at my shop and I couldn't reach to go to it. That's fine. It was really horrible too, because I was dressed to go to a fashion show. (laughs) Oh, no way. Except I was instead making drinks for people having a bachelorette party. So it was very (laughs) strange because I was like fully fashionably like decked out. Mm. So wearing like restaurant person style clothes. And it was like, why is this woman wearing heels like this? It's like clearly impractical. (laughs) (laughs) I was like wearing heels. It would be like, you know, did she think there was a stripper pole in here? Like, no, they were just my going out heels. And I didn't realize I was going to get busy and like not be able to leave work. And like the person there that I had there. (laughs) So it was like really funny. (laughs) That's another drink name. Yeah. The pole. The The pole. pole. (laughs) Have you tried the AR-15? Or no. the pole. Or yeah, the pole. You, I've had the pole. Yeah. If you've had the pole, you'll love the AR-15. <laughs> you know, what if what if you opened a strip club? I've always wanted to own a strip club. But what Same. If you, what if you I know op- that sounds weird coming out of a woman's mouth, but I've definitely uh, no, always my, wanted to own a strip my club. My wife's got like a list of strip club names. Um, I feel like that is in no way surprising to me, knowing what I know about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what if you did like a non-alcoholic like menu for a strip club? Like it was completely sober. I don't know if people will be willing well, to spend you can them do dollars. That. So every mm. sober tits. Every yeah. state has different strip club rules based around alcohol. Some of them you have to bring your own booze in. Fully nude in Jersey. Yeah. If they're fully nude strip clubs in New Jersey, they're BYO only. So you could do a non-alcoholic bar in there. Mm. Interesting. Loophole. Just gotta find the right real estate. Yeah, I know yeah. all the legal loopholes of where you can and cannot take alcohol and drugs. Pretty really? Much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the strip club business is a little tough because there's, um, we'll say, other governing factors. And if you set up a strip club in somebody else's backyard, that's not yes. too happy about it. It's true. You got to pay the man, mm. the yep. unknown man. It's mm. mm-hmm. true. What would you name your strip club? I'm not saying that out loud. I can't get someone. I could not risk someone stealing my names. What about you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever really given it too too much thought. Mm. But I feel like I mean, there has to be. You could leave here like, tonight. Where we could be business partners by the end of this podcast. I could like, I mean, there's so many. There's so many ways you could go. Like, do you want it to be a classy place? Mm. Do you want it to be maybe a little lowbrow and your name is comedic? Yeah. You no, know, like, are you calling the place Flapjacks? Flapjacks. Hmm. Call place flapjacks, but that's only if it's that type of a place. Yeah. Catch my drift. If you want a good a good laugh, like if you're you know enjoying a non alcoholic beverage with your husband one time, like Google strip clubs and read the reviews. Who leaves the reviews? You know what? There was a strip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The I was going to say who revi- leaves reviews, but it reminded me of this time this guy uh, we worked with was telling us about. He lived down the street from like a strip club, like in Levittown, and I can't remember the name of it, but I remember like scruples. <laughs> I think it might be Scruples. Yeah, the Oakford. Shout out, RIP the Oakford Inn. No, it's, AKA, it's Scruples. Oh it, it was turned to Scruples, yes, and they knocked that. it down recently. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was Scruples, but I can't remember what the name of it was. I feel like it has the name Red in it, the word Red in it. Red Raven. I can't make, is that, why do you know all the names of all the strip clubs? I lived another life. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I shouldn't ever question why any, like, straight male knows the names of all the strip clubs, but, um, 
I remember him being like, oh, yeah, I go in there, like, all the time. And I was like, what are you going in there all the time for? And he was like, they actually have really good food. And I was like, what, are you just going in there for the chicken tenders? And he was like, their tenders are pretty on point. Like, I can't help it. Like, they're down the street. It's convenient. If I'm hungry, they're open late. And he was like, and if you Google them, like, they have pretty good they have pretty good reviews. I was like, for the strippers or the food? And he was like, both. I'm like, <laughs> all right. There's a, there's a club in um, Atlanta, and they have really good wings, lemon pepper wings okay. magic no, city magic city yeah. yeah they don't have sauce on the wings so you don't get sauce on the girls but the wings are like the wings are now just as known as the club yeah. wow yeah because of like rick ross and all the mm-hmm. rappers they wanted to be able to like i think rick ross was actually behind the, the wing probably yeah they like created the wings so that they could Smart. have wings in the club and rick ross owns a lot of wing stops yeah that's sure like, i'm pretty sure that's how it happened oh, i couldn't make that part okay. up but magic city has wings yeah like doesn't like spearmint rhino have like nice food i've never been to spearmint rhino but like mm-hmm. they have like steaks and stuff like it's like nice like you sit spearmint and it's like you were su- yeah, high, yeah high spearmint high rhino right yeah. yeah what did i just call it i don't know something else well, spearmint yeah spearmint rhino so like they have i mean like i have a friend that goes to like vegas every year and i think like he he had set up every time he's out there and he was like they have like good food like you, you go there and you have like dinner and a show mm, I'm yeah. like oh all right yeah, it's pretty not cool. all like, not i've all never sh- i've been in a few strip clubs so like not enough that like you know i could distinguish yeah you know like most of them are pretty divey places mm. my husband and i went on our first day we went to double visions Ooh, yeah nice what's that like yeah. a typical restaurant it's like down on 611 double visions double visions oh yeah. that is that we is were like waiting for a movie we were supposed to go into the movies and like it was one of those things where we're like well we'll just go see a movie like i don't know it was like 20 years ago and so we showed up and we we're like oh the movie we want to see doesn't start for like an hour so like what do you want to do and i was like we should probably just go over to double visions and he was like are you serious and i was like i mean what else are we gonna do <laughs> like we're in warrington like like, when I'm, I'm going to go to Target? Like, no. Like, what, <laughs> I'm not going to sit in the movie theater. It was, like, before movie theaters had, like, you know, like, the Warrington movie theater. And I was, like, 700 things you can do in there. But, mm. you know, at the time, it was just a movie theater where, like, there was, like, one crane machine and some bathrooms, right? <laughs> so I was, like, what are we going to do? All right, we'll just go over to Double Vision. So he was, like, what? Hell, like, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it'll be a story to tell if this doesn't work out, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, get to know each other a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what, you get a lot more attention in a strip club when you're there with a woman. Than That's what I was, was going to say that next really? week. When you go to a strip club, you have to take your girlfriend or your wife or something. Because yeah. that's, that's when shit goes down. Yeah. I was, in a, I was in a club in New Orleans one time with an ex-girlfriend. She had never been. And we were there with some friends. And I just licked like a 20 or something and slapped it on her forehead. And this girl came out of nowhere and was just like, bam, like a Venus flytrap. Eight to and 20 she was up. like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the underworld. That was yeah. fun, right? <laughs> I'm like real encouraging when I'm at strep clubs. I'm like, look at you. You're doing so great. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm like, look at you. You're amazing at that dance. Come here. I like call them all over. I'm like, come here. Let me give you some money. Like, look at you go. What's your name? <laughs> look at those shoes. You're amazing. I, I think other than going into a strip club with like a good looking woman, the only thing that's like above that is going in there with a golden retriever. Mm. Oh God, yeah, that must be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you remember Dan? Dan? Yeah, like, I'm not gonna say his last yeah, name. Yeah, I always yeah, just yeah. said his last name on here. Dan Beauchamp. Yeah, Beauchamp. Yeah, <laughs> he he took his his dog into a club one time. No, way. that he fucking would. Yeah, 
I'm not gonna continue this story. It it, it got wild. Oh, yeah. he fucking would. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously do events then. Yeah. So it's like a catering experience or like what's um, that set up? It like? just depends. Like we we're super flexible. Like I can kind of show up anywhere and do just about anything. So like sometimes we'll um, set up like we'll do classes offsite and events like that. Like we'll throw like little like mocktail parties places so that people can just kind of like learn about it. There's so many people out there that just don't know what options are available to them. So like we like to go to new places where like people's lifestyles might be aligning like that. Like we kill at yoga studios. Mm. Um, you mm. know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So like we'll do a lot of um, like little pop-up events at yoga studios because like people are usually like health minded or conscious of like certain things and they're interested in those types of things, but they don't know that they're literally right in their own community because so much of this stuff is very new. Um, but then we do other things like we'll do, you know, set up like non-alcoholic bars at like baby showers or graduation parties, stuff like that, where like people want to have fancy beverages, but maybe the person they're celebrating can't drink or shouldn't drink because they're not of age mm. and they still want to have like fun stuff. You know, it's a little awkward, I think, a lot of times for people at baby showers because like the person you're celebrating obviously can't drink and they're usually like in the middle of the afternoon. But, like maybe people want to have wine, but like it's not really the appropriate thing. So like, mm. that's where we come in. Um, but then we do like a lot of um, like tasting events and I don't know, we make a lot of custom drinks for people. So people who are like sober will do like or their people have sober weddings, which ideally I don't recommend. You should have something for everybody. And I feel like when you go to the opposite end, it's like you're just doing the exact same thing that those people did to you. So, like, yeah. you got to meet in the middle. Like, I've been to a sober <laughs> wedding one time, <laughs> and there was a, a part of the family, possibly a grandmother, that might have been Mennonite. And we definitely had, like, the pockets inside your suit are, like, a great size yeah. for a hand, like a little bottle of Jack Daniels. So yeah. we, we were drinking in the bathroom, and then we got a little out of hand, and we started, like, hitting on, like, this grandmother. Oh my god! And I, like he was like, I should have just had alcohol here. Yeah, because then people wouldn't. Because this would. Then you can big. control it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? There's not going to be any alcohol at this wedding that I know no one at. <laughs> yeah, that's I so was weird. Like, We're stopping. Oh yeah. yeah. Literally, I'm buying all of the little bottles. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. Like I would never have. I always say like we're not anti-alcohol. We're just pro options. You know, like, I don't think that, like, people need to quit drinking. I just think that the people who did quit drinking, like, should have just as many options as the people who didn't. I think that's a great, um, that's, like, a great way to say that. Because too many times people, like, specifically people that don't drink anymore that I know. Yeah. Sometimes they're super cool about it. They're like, I just don't do that anymore. I gave up drugs and drinking. I'm yeah. like, oh, good for you. Like, that's great. But then, like, you've also met people that are, like, um preachy i guess yeah. is, i don't know if that's there the right are definitely word. like the sober people who are like the vegans of the sober people whoa you know what i mean that's true Players. you know yeah. like the vegans of them where it's like you're terrible because you still do that and it's like listen like everybody's got their own journey man mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. for lack of a better like phrase like yes. everybody's got their own journey and yeah. like i just want people to be to know what their options are you know i want people to lead the healthiest lifestyles that they can manage you know, and by manage, that looks different for a lot of people. And to know, the, like, what's there, you know? And if you're, if you're, if you see these things out in the wild, that's why we do a lot of events. Like, they're taxing. Um, I don't, 
I don't necessarily love doing them because like it's just much easier to just right go into work and stay in work than like do a bunch of pop-ups places but I really love doing them because there's so many people who are like oh my god I never knew that existed or like what a cool thing and then like without a doubt that whole next week I see 20 new people who have never stepped foot in the store yeah that's you're kind of doing like brand ambassador type absolutely. stuff yeah absolutely and you have to because like there's just so many things that people don't know about know and when they and when they see it or they taste it and it's all it's all very tactile too like even if you're fed an ad it's so easy to just scroll by it on your phone or like whatever you're looking at but like when you're tasting things and you're touching things and you're smelling things like those things create connectivity mm-hmm. and it's really valuable for like giving people a new experience to have 100 percent. I've, I've bought things on a whim just because i've tasted it mm-hmm. and had i seen this online i would have never bought it the fact that I tasted it, I said to myself, this tastes fucking good. I'm going to buy this. Yeah. So that, that does create, um, you, like you said, that relationship. Yeah. It's um, like when you're going through like the super, the, the grocery store and they're mm. like, you want to try these crackers? Yeah. Like, well, I'm stuck here. I'm going to try <laughs> yeah. this. I'm, okay. We're getting these, we're, we're getting these crackers. Yeah, give me two boxes. <laughs> yeah. So sure it works. that's smart. You, you mentioned that you make custom drinks. Do you ever make elixirs or some say if someone comes to you and they say oh, i'm looking for this this and that yeah. are you able to then make that there or do you tell them to come back some other time how does that well it depends on what you want i mean mm-hmm. like i mean we have a menu of drinks that you can order from at the shop like if you don't want something that's on the menu like we can mix up or like i can mix up like a lot of different things depending on what i have on hand like i don't always have like enough things on hand to maybe make exactly what you want but we try um but like for custom drinks we typically do it for people who are like having some sort of like special occasion like it's your anniversary or it's your birthday or you're giving it as a gift or whatever and we do it almost kind of like the only thing I can liken it to is like a wedding cake tasting so like you will tell us like the flavor profiles you like like this is what I like and if you want something with like an adaptogenic effect or, or a, a mind-altering effect of some kind like we can work with that and figure out what that is based on like your tolerance level of things too and then like what I'll do is I'll spend some time and I'll usually create anywhere from like three to four drinks Mm -hmm. based on what our conversation has been. And then you come in and you taste them all. You decide which one you like the best, or if it's none of them, then like I'll go back to the drawing board and Mm -hmm. tweak some things. Um, And then I'll bottle it for you and I label it for you and it's your drink and it is never repeated. Mm. So like your drink is your drink and I will never make that drink for another person. So is there, you think there's a way. Unless you want me to. Yeah. (laughs) You think there's a way. So sometimes, for example, say you're looking for a mattress and then they give you a sleep quiz. Mm -hmm. Is there a way for that can be incorporated into your business where you have this kind of, I guess, stress quiz or something Mm -hmm. and you can give people a drink. They can, it can generate a drink based off of what they've answered. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like we just have those conversations. Like, I mean, I'm I'm sure if somebody wanted like a checklist that I could give them, Mm. I always ask the same questions. Like we get a lot, a lot of people that come in who don't sleep because apparently nobody in America sleeps anymore. Um, which is like the saddest thing because I sleep so well and I feel Me bad too. for everyone who doesn't. I'm like <laughs> one of those people like I can sleep anywhere, dude, yeah. like anywhere. Like if you're like, Christy, you're going to have to like not out for like an hour because like we've got some stuff to do. I'll be like, all right, wake me up in 60. <laughs> like, that's you're, how I am. You you were in the infantry in the past life. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but I will sleep anywhere. Like, a airport, like, we're traveling. I'm like, I better not out for a bit. And my husband would be like, where? I'm like, right on the floor. <laughs> like, I am laying on the floor and just nodding out. And I'm like, all right, let me know when they tell everybody it's boarding time. I'll wake up. That's I just read a book. I read a book that um, it was called Why We Sleep. Mm-hmm. It messed me up. Oh, that messed Anna up too. She oh, read really? the same book. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was enlightening on a level that you're like, holy shit! 
we are so messed up. Do they mm-hmm. talk about how sleeping's kind of like a tiny coma? It's like, it's, like <laughs> it's pretty bananas when you think about it. It's like your body's like, I'm just kind of done here for like a little bit. It does. Yeah. It goes into that. Like, it's like if you yeah. think about sleep as like it's mini death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you go to sleep, your body We're gonna have heals. a little death, but like as a treat. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> sleep is the cousin of death. And they were like, it is. You're barely <laughs> die. You, you pretty much die. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Your body shuts down and your brain's going on a mile a minute. Yeah. Like that's how you heal. Yeah. And like we, we have. It was very enlightening in, in, like, the aspect of, like, mental health. Yeah. Um, obviously, I go everywhere with a golden retriever, so mental health is important to me. And so when I learn, like, little things like this, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I need to change this. So, I mean, I've always had – I had the aura ring for a while. Yep. Which, like, monitored my sleep. I didn't think it did a good job, so I got the whoop strap. Okay. And so, like, I'm always trying to get, like, my sleep to a certain thing. And now I'm, like, after reading this book, I, like – I've done myself a huge disservice. Like I used to live on like four hours of sleep Mm. and was like effective. Yeah. But then I was like reading this book and I'm like, I wasn't effective. There was so many things, like so many problems on top of other problems that I have that arose that like, I didn't realize that were probably because I didn't sleep. Yeah. So now I like, I take that stuff pretty seriously. So it's interesting when you, when you mention that people don't sleep anymore, it's like, Wow, like, if you can offer a product that allows people to sleep. I would say, like, I mean, an overwhelming number of our customers have problems with sleep. And so, like, it's it's a big question that I always ask when they come in. Like, people come in, you know, we always say hi and welcome them and tell them to let us know if they have any questions. And inevitably, somebody will be like, "Um, I have a problem sleeping, so, like, what will help with that? And I'm always like, okay, let's go through the questions Mm -hmm. because there's always a lot of questions. And the first thing I always ask people is, do you drink? Yeah, alcohol. Yeah, alcohol like I'm like, do you drink? And if they're like, yes, I'm like, well, stop that. Mm-hmm. That's a just stop. Yeah, because that's going to help immediately. The information that the book offered in terms of like pregnancy, but also breastfeeding, like women that are like, and I don't, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, if you think you can have one glass of wine while you're still breastfeeding, you're doing your child a huge disservice in terms of like uh, the developmental stage of like an infant. Mm-hmm. It went in like this book was like thick with science. It like usually I can blast through books. Like this was a book that I kind of had to like. You're like really reading the sentences. I had to, I had to like <laughs> really. I had to really like, huh? And then I had to go back and be like, okay, because like I'm a good reader. Yeah. But like sometimes you're like I, highlighting I'll, some stuff. Oh, I highlight the shit out of it. If you. Yeah. He sees my books. Yeah. I can, like post it notes and shit in there. Yeah, you do. yeah. I, I absorb books, but like this was one where I'm like, wow. And, like, I'd have to, like, put it down for a minute and just kind of, like, think about it and just be like, okay. And then you go on Facebook, like, a week later, and the girl you know that just had a kid, like, every one of her pictures, she's got, like, a like seltzer in her hand yeah. with a baby in the other. Like in and a I'm sling. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that baby ain't sleeping. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's crazy. I mean, it takes your body, like, 48 hours to fully process out alcohol, and that's yeah. just one drink. And so, like, you know, when people talk about sleep, it's like, you're not sleeping. If you're having a glass of wine to, like, wind down every night, like, you're affecting your sleep with that because, like, instead of your body resting to recuperate, it's it's partly resting resting but it's working and it's working to rid your body of the toxin that you put in it like you literally put poison in your body and now your body has to spend that time recuperating from that while you're sleeping and then the whole next day and then the whole next sleep cycle and then you're done and so when you think about that it's like just let your body rest 
if you let your body rest and you're not putting poisonous shit in it. And that even goes to things that like fully knowing, like eating things that you know that you can't digest. Like, you know, people who are like, shouldn't have a specific thing. And they're like, well, I just couldn't resist the cheese. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but like you can't eat cheese. So like, why are you like, take your <laughs> power, take, you <laughs> take your fucking power back. Like stop letting your impulses rule you. Mm. And like, think about what you really want your body to feel like, because like, you just get into this cycle and it's like if you're always doing that stuff you're gonna keep doing it and you have to break it yourself so a lot it's cool that you offer a product that kind of like a, you, you have to take the power back yourself yeah but it's cool that you offer a product or you're you're kind of at the ground level of like the next generation of like because the beverage industry is huge absolutely like that that grows by billions each the non-alcoholic year. Bev beverage industry is poised to grow by half a billion dollars in the next two years damn yeah half a billion dollars so that's a lot grab that coin yeah the things about the sleep book besides like the alcohol and babies part the two things that i took away that were kind of wild to me and then looking back i was like well that makes way more sense like there's two types of sleep profiles there's like the morning people and then there's like the night owls mm -hmm. and that's because when we were like cave people or like pre-fire mm -hmm. or after like when we were still like hunter gatherers there were people that had to stay up and guard and then there was the people huh. that slept and then like so like in your tribe or whatever there would be like the night people sure and then like you would have overlapping like there would be periods where everyone's asleep but it's like the the hours that you're like least likely to get eaten by a bear so I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. I'm, I've, I've never thought of, like, when you read things right. and you're like, that, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> and then the other thing was, you know how, like, teenagers, they stay up super late? Oh, yeah. That's because their sleep profile is shifted. So, like, when kids are up super late and they sleep during the day, that's, like, supposed to, that's, like, genetically how it's supposed to be mm. so like if you're making your like so the they're not just lazy no <laughs> okay. so like the, the book went in like there was an entire chapter about this where like the 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 fact that we send kids to school at seven in the morning oh, with the high bananas. school kids is terrible for learning absolutely like those kids don't start engaging until like 10 o'clock yeah so like the fact that we send them and then like they're out of school and like two o'clock they're like wide awake like oh, i'm ready to go like those kids should really be starting school at like nine ten right. o'clock and then going until 5 p.m because that's their most productive time yeah so like the book there was a several chapters about like how you can you know fix your sleep and then it's like it was kind of like what you need to know about sleep kind of got into the weeds on the science and then it was like how what you can do to fix your sleep and then it w went back into like the details of like embracing your sleep style. So like if mm -hmm. you're not a morning person and you keep like trying to fix your sleep, but you're getting up at five for work, like you're never going to fix your sleep. Yeah. And it's really important at different stages in your life, like to really embrace those sleep profiles because by the time you get older, like old people don't sleep because, yeah. because they're, because I'm not even going to get into the science, but there's, like, reasons for that. Yeah, like, so old people are always up at, like, 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they don't, like, but it goes into, like, what they can do because brain health is so linked to sleep that, like, dementia and all of these things, like, tend to set in on people that, like, aren't good sleepers. I got to read this book now. Yeah, Why like We really Sleep. really intrigued. Or Why You Sleep. Very yeah. good book. Yeah, I mean, like, I've book. always been a really good sleeper. Luckily, mm -hmm. my kids are good sleepers. 
my husband, not a good sleeper. Mm. Not at all. So, like, we talk about sleep with customers a lot. And so then, like, you know, once we decide if they drink or not, the two things we kind of tap into after that is, like, were you a person who is having trouble falling asleep? Like, you don't get restful? Or are you the type of person who doesn't sleep deeply through the night? Because those are two different issues, too. Mm. And people are, you, you know, one or the other almost always. Like, it's very rare that people are like, oh, well, I never wind down, and then I also never sleep. It's like some people are like, oh, I wake up, like, two or three times in the middle of the night. And the other people are like, I lay in bed and I have racing thoughts. And, like, treating those two things, and I mean, like, we're not doctors, so we're not treating anybody, but, like, steering them to things that are going to be helpful for them are two wildly different products, too, and you're, like, looking at the things that can help you with that. Yeah. So it's really interesting to, like, find out why, and everybody's kind of, there's a pretty good mix. Like, I don't think there's anyone more than another, but, like, it's just always so sad to me and so shocking how few people are, like, getting their rest, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this area. Maybe it's just, in, I don't know if it's just indicative to this area or if it's all over the country, but... I think, my it's, experience, it's I think a it's lot here. Probably any modern society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of factors. Um, mm-hmm. Lack of exposure to sunlight. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Sunlight triggers, especially the early morning hours, it like triggers your, you know, your system. I'm not going to get into it, but it's like there's, there's importance is sunlight, then vitamin D, sunlight, you know, yeah. in synthetic form. Um, the blue light, there's like certain. You, know, you can get, like, daylight light bulbs for your house. Yeah. Like, your light bulbs in your house can be, like, sunlight light bulbs or daylight yeah, light bulbs. Yeah, there's – Philips makes a brand of light bulb called the Hue. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, change the colors. Yeah. We um, – in our last house, we had the whole – like, you could change – it literally looked like a submarine at certain hours because, like, my wife's, like, a huge nerd. So, like, she read the book first, <laughs> and then, like, it took me two years to be like, oh, fine, I'll read the book. Yeah. Um, and, like, she would turn it down. Like, it would be, like, red in our house because, yeah. like, the light would, like, trigger yeah. all these things. And I'm like, well, you're nuts, but I love you. And then I read the book. I'm like, wow, she was yeah. she's we, cutting edge. We do that because a lot of the light bulbs in my apartment, they're all Google tunable ones. Yeah. So, at, at 8 p.m., my, my phone goes from a blue light to an orange light, and then I turn all my lights red. Yeah. And one thing, because Anna read that book and it scared her shitless, dude. She yeah, started it's a scary book. Yeah, she started making all these changes in our lives. It's and not the, a good. It's not like a good feels book. It's no, like, it's not. It's like whoa. it's like you've been it's screwing it up all along, and yeah. mm-hmm. only you can fix it. Yeah. yeah. And w- one thing we've been doing is for the past, I I would say year and a half is we don't le- sleep with our phones in our bed. Mm-hmm. We we leave them in the bathroom somewhere else. We don't have any TVs in our bedroom. Mm-hmm. We have blackout curtains. We have a little sound machine. So we do whatever we can to yeah. make sure to tell our bodies it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that book is super helpful. You should Yeah. You we, should definitely read it. I feel like we do I mean, without having read the book, like we do stuff like that at our house as it is. Like I am a I won't do anything in my bedroom except sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even get dressed in my bedroom. I have a separate room for that. Oh, shit, really? Oh, wow, baller. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Jeez. I ain't thinking about Jeez. that. But, like, my bedroom is strictly for resting. Nice. And so, for me, it's, like, my, and I think that that does really help trigger my brain that, like, when I go in there, this is the place where I'm going to rest. Like, if I have time in the middle of the day or something, like, I'm not just going to go, like, lay in my bed and read. Like, I'm going to read somewhere else. Or I'm going to do, there are different places for that, but my room is just for resting. And our youngest was having, um... Not like sleep issues per se. He was definitely getting enough rest. <laughs> Teenagers sleep like 13 hours a day. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a lot of broken sleep. 
but he was spending a lot of time in his bed. He's doing his homework in his bed. You know, during COVID, he's going to school and Zoom, and he's just, like, waking up, like, 15 minutes before school starts and, like, Zoom in his classes and stuff like that. And so he got really used to being in his bed, and I was like, hey, like, why don't you just stop spending so much time in your bed, and then maybe, like, some of your sleep stuff will get better. And he did. He, like, he rearranged his room. He put his... Uh, his bedroom is like a converted attic, so it's like the whole length of the house. Oh shit! So oh. his be- his bedroom is basically like a tiny apartment. That's awesome. Um, you know, and so he put his bed all the way in one on one side of the room, and it's like very designed differently. And that's like where he goes to rest, and the rest of his room is where he does everything else now. And he actually sleeps like much more consistently Damn. through the night. I mean, he's still a teenager who sleeps like in the middle of the day and stuff like that, but like he still will like go to bed, and he like makes it a point to like go to bed at a certain time and he's like and this is for how many hours I'm going to sleep and like this is how it's going to be and that was like a really big changing you know turning point for him was to like decide that the bed was just for rest Mm -hmm. and once he did that his brain was like oh that's right like so now he says when he actually gets in his bed he can actually feel himself start to get tired no matter when he gets in it (laughs) because his brain is like this is where we go to do this that's awesome you know subconsciously so it's interesting like how habitual we can become like if we decide to make those habits really purposeful mm-hmm. people always forget that it's like yeah like the first couple of days is hard but like after three weeks it's a habit like that's the nature of how our brains work mm-hmm. like three weeks in you're you've made a habit and like if you can just stick to that habit and not let that cycle get broken like you're good to go you know like you didn't you had to pick up cigarettes every single day for a while and choke them down yeah. before you got addicted to cigarettes, right? Yeah. So, like, if you could do that with exercise or sleep or, you know, any good healthy habit, like, you can you can make it a purposeful and mindful thing that becomes something that doesn't even feel purposeful anymore. It's just the thing you do, right? Yeah. I guess, you know, we are very adaptable type. Absolutely. Human, humans are adaptable in both positive and negative ways. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Without uh-huh. a doubt. Um. Yeah, brains are powerful. <laughs> they are. We can convince ourselves of anything, dude. Ghosts aren't real. Dude, they're real. <laughs> have you ever seen one? I've <laughs> you know what? We'll do have you really? I mean, like, do you really believe in ghosts? I believe in ghosts. Oh, really? uh, for me, it's up in the air. I don't know. Um, All right, let's have Julie come by I'm here. not. I'm not a ghost believer. Yeah, for me, it's I'm up not, in the air. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like a very staunch, like, atheist. Like, okay. When we die, we die. Like, that's it. Yeah. This is all we have. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, firm believer. I was raised Catholic, but Me I'm too. a very, like, well, I I, I don't uh, begrudge anybody who has religion, just like Same. I don't begrudge people who drink. Like, oh, I'm I like, don't whatever. have religion, but I I'm believe like, ghosts. I'm like. <laughs> 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 it's just fun. But like, I always think, like, you know, like, whatever keeps you. Whatever keeps you on the moral road, you know, like, you know, keeps you from kicking puppies and hurting kids, like, <laughs> please do puppies. that, you know, like, yeah. so long as you're, it's, it's, it's a healthy outlet, so, like, you know, I still have very religious relatives, and they always, like, are like, yeah, 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 we know you're an atheist, but God bless you anyway, <laughs> and I'm always like, I know that what, that's love, right, yeah. and so, like, I always look at it like, you know, I'll never tell somebody their belief system is wrong, I'm like, believe whatever you want, but also don't tell me that I'm wrong either. Like, just mm-hmm. leave me alone and let me do my own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, I think we're worm food, and that's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, totally okay. Right. Yeah, I think religion is, uh, religion, practice religion is very harmful. I think being spiritual and being religious are two different things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because I'm a spiritual being, I believe in ghosts. Shout out. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'll shout them out right now, dude. Ghosts, yeah. what's up? I mean, there's probably ghosts in this building. Yeah, for sure. If you believe in them. Yeah, if you believe in them, sure. They're everywhere if you believe in them. Yeah. 
it's just a big old ghost factory out there. Yeah. Did you did you ever see They're everywhere? There's this comedian named Mark Norman, and he has this, he did this little stand up on the spot bit, and he was talking about how ghosts are too convenient. He's like, if there's if there's ghosts, there'd be millions of ghosts everywhere right now. It's too convenient. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. that's funny as shit. <laughs> Mark, Mark Norman's hilarious. Yeah, he's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. Just the way he also says things, just like his tone. Yeah. It's just like you could tell you're like, dude, you got you might have some misfiring going on in that brain right there, but yeah. you're a funny guy. Because he sounds goofy, but his comedy's really dark. Yeah. So it doesn't match. So I think that makes it even funnier. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him. No, he's yeah, he's he's funny. He's very punny. He has a lot of puns sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, but his his actual stand up comedy is pretty dark, and it's a little clever. But <laughs> yeah, when he's on podcasts and stuff, he does he says a lot of puns and shit just to be stupid. Clever darkness. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so they call me. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is that your like? Is that your Guatemalan prince name? Yeah, yeah, prince Guata- clever, his, yeah he's the Guatemalan prince clever ghost, darkness. <laughs> prince clever darkness is too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, prince, prince clever. It's it's a it's a first and last name. It's a title. It's just like Mister. You know, PCD. Yeah. Well, yeah, like princes and queens and princesses. Yeah. They have really. They have like seventeen names. They have long sure, titles. They're like Duchess of this, this is yeah. this, Keeper of the Crown. But like they all yeah. have like yeah, I guess you're you right. get bestowed upon these responsibilities. You're Gilmar. Yeah. Gilmar, the ghost keeper of the clever darkness. Like, don't you remember Daenerys Targaryen? Like, yeah. Look at all the names she had. Yeah, Mother you're right. of dragons. Mother of dragons, yeah. 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 By the way, First that of her name, Queen of the Andals. Yeah, there you go. That, there you go. Stuff. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones is cool, but that other show they made fucking sucked. I didn't like it. What other? The new one? The House of Dragon. House of Dragon? Oh, I'm down with House that of Dragon. That shit sucks, bro. I'm down but with it's that. But it's a lot of... There's it's a lot, a lot of, of telling. It's a lot of very acceptable incest. <laughs> but there's a lot of telling and not a lot of showing. That's what I like hate about it. Like, not acceptable to me as a person, but everyone's like, yeah, like, we mm. want them together. And I'm like, they are uncle and niece. Yeah, it's a little gross. but Like, that's a lot. I, yeah, but I'd like to think that happened back then, and that was I mean, okay. it definitely did. No, yeah, definitely. It definitely did, and it was okay. And that's why we're all okay with it. But in <laughs> theory, like, we're championing in current day yeah. an uncle and a niece. I, yeah, like... I just wasn't a fan of the writing and the way they did the show. It's just, again, a lot of telling, not enough showing. They'd be like, oh, this happened five years ago. Oh, yeah, like, they do jump around. Well, then yeah. fucking show me. I don't know why you're telling me. Show me what happened. Yeah. Just do a little five years ago and then show what happens. It would have made it a little better. There's a lot of exposition. Cost? They have the budget? Yeah, it's HBO. What the fuck? They're not poor. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. It's not like it's the first season of the first just show. Like, it's somebody a else's money. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't my favorite show. But... Game of Thrones, dope. Yeah. That new show? Hmm. I'll not watch it and be fine. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, really good. <laughs> so My uncle worked on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. My tío. My uncle Raul. My tío Raul. He was the one who fed the dragons. He's the TP on that show, bro. I swear to the dragons are real. <laughs> we just sound Mexican Ghost. now. <laughs> Ghosts are real. Dragons are real. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah, I 100% believe dragons are were at one time real. I mean, they're basically pterodactyls. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, Komodo, Komodo dragons exist. That's why they, yeah. they're like, yeah, human beings didn't live around when the dinosaurs were here. I'm like, bullshit. The, t- the pyramids were built, not built by the Egyptians. Like, we got all these, you know, like, shortcomings in our history that we're not so sure of. But, like, a bunch of people all over different places of the world all thought of flying dragons. No. Not a coincidence. <laughs> no. Those things were flying around eating people. Exactly. It's lore, right? Yeah. It's all lore. Also, dinosaurs probably have feathers. 
Yeah, yeah I, I read that recently. Yeah. yeah, that they like had feathers. There's no way they're just bare skin. That's yeah. another drink name. Furry T-Rex. Furry T-Rex. Furry Raptor. Furry Rex. Furry Raptor. Furry Raptor. Right, but they're feathery. The feathery raptor. The feathery Ooh, raptor. Ooh, come get your AR-15. These dinosaurs, man. These dinosaurs, come get them, I mean, I definitely, I mean, have you ever seen a condor up close? Like the great, what is it? It's like the great something condor. It's crazy. Yeah, There's birds, like, birds that big. That's a problem for me. Dude, the so like dinosaurs, they're insane. Like their wingspan is li- their wingspan is like twenty four feet or like forty feet. It's like something crazy. Like Condors. there's Definitely this bird the sanctuary in uh, Salt Lake City. It's like the biggest bird sanctuary like in the world or something. And they have all these like really cool birds there. Um, and they have like a condor there, and it's like the biggest Whoa. thing I've biggest bird I've ever seen. It's just in, it's insane. Like that's scary. There. And I'm like, that's how I know that those things used to be dinosaurs. Like. Because that didn't just like that didn't just glow up. That's not like a glow <laughs> up. Like it was once a finch, and like it evolved, and now we have this. It's like no, that's a smaller dino. Like that yeah. came down after some stuff happened, and like this is what we're left with. And they're nuts. Or like you ever see like a heron up close? Like we have herons around here. Are you Did a you bird see? watcher? Um. Well, I'm in my 40s, so obviously <laughs> I'm in birds now. <laughs> yeah, dude. I have like. I'm suspect of bird watchers. If you Don't go to worry, the park, give yourself give yourself five years. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you're on your way, bro. Do you think I saw this coming? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that I would be hype when a goldfinch lands on my finch feeder at my house? Uh. Do you think that four years ago I thought I'd have special finch food? <laughs> it sneaks up on you, and but all that's of a because you have a store down the street yeah, from you the do. bird the bird feed it place. It happened before the bird feed place. <laughs> sure. That just you sweetened the rental. <laughs> 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 it happened way before. If they knew about your bird. Bird problem? Oh my god, you don't even know, dude. Like, I'll buy like all kinds. I'll buy like the spicy bird feed because birds don't taste spice, but squirrels do. So the squirrels won't eat it because it's too hot. Yes, you got squirrel diarrhea all over the place. No, they just don't eat the food. They won't eat the birdseed because it's spicy, and squirrels don't like shit spicy. Oh, yeah, dude, there's some spicy eating squirrels out there. Yeah, if they're hungry enough. It depends on how spicy the food is. But then you get like their special finch foods. You get all different kinds of finches. You got binoculars. Yeah, Bro. I have a bird app on my phone. Yeah. Oh my god! You get into it real fast. It's a real and like listen, I don't like. I you're don't, like I don't one step away anymore, from like so kidnapping like, children. No, like, I don't want any more of those. You, <laughs> me? you like got binoculars, like no. spotting birds, like a. No, we like got a our house, file We got here. our house designated. <laughs> our house and properties designated as a as a wildlife refuge. Did oh. you buy it like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do stuff to get that designation. Oh man, that's so awesome. like if you stuff. sell the property to me, does that designation like prohibit me from only doing if you maintain things? it? Like mm. you can, you could just like not have it. You know, you don't yeah. need it. You don't need to have it. You could just be like, uh, yeah, like get rid of these bird feeders and like blah blah blah. That's like, like naming a star after your somebody. Yeah, like, you gotta like keep paying the fee. Exactly. Or adopting a manatee or something. Yeah. So like, <laughs> my brother has a manatee. but uh yeah you get like you just have to do like certain things like you know you create like a habitat that's like you know sustainable essentially for like wildlife and like it's pretty effective like we don't have a lot of mosquitoes that's cool shit because we have a lot of birds and bats that's a plus yeah birds and bats and possums because possums and so that helps with ticks because possums eat ticks and like that's hard possums eat a lot of ticks 
That's awesome. I think. Yeah. Well, and bats eat mosquitoes. And so, like, if you have bats, then, like, you don't have a lot of mosquitoes. Okay. People will be, like, spraying their lawns and stuff. And I'm like, don't do that. Just get bat boxes. Yeah. Plus, you have bats at night, and that's cool. Yeah, that's cool I as fuck. Like, nobody wants funny. to come over if you've got bats. Nah, I can tell I you that. It's a good yeah. way to keep people away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get down with all, like, the mosquito sprays and stuff like that. Like, I... Um, it kills other stuff that's really beneficial. Mm-hmm. And they're always like, it's non-toxic. I was like, you're walking around spraying smoke out of a leaf blower, killing yeah. mosquitoes. How are you telling me this isn't toxic? Like, listen, yeah. even if it isn't toxic to us per se, like, it's still toxic to a lot of other things. It's not natural. And, like, it's not natural. Like, you know, you're not going to tell me that, like, you're spraying that and, like, you're not, you know, by happenstance killing, like, really positive things like bees. Kind of need them for all of our food. It's mm-hmm. so. a big bee problem like, nowadays. Yeah. There's a big bee problem. People spraying their lawns. There's, like, not enough bees. Yeah, there's not enough bees. Like, co- colony collapse is a big thing. Yo, be smart, dude. Bring back the bees. <laughs> yeah. Be smart, you said? Yeah, dude. Yo. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, anyway, birds sneak up on you, but you can't tell me that those birds are not. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They sneak up on oh, you. Oh, I'm clipping the shit out of that one. <laughs> oh, How birds. many minutes in? We're going to have to like, clip that. Two hours. Jeez, two hours. Yeah. We better shut this you. down. Yeah, this shit flew the fuck by, dude. Yeah, this is like, a no good pun, time. no bird. Pun yeah, intended. yeah. I was about to say just like the fucking birds. <laughs> <laughs> Go birds, baby. Listen, there's so many. I mean, I used to not think the condor was real. Like one of my friends one time was like, "Dude, I'm terrified of birds." I'm like, "Me too." He's like, "Yeah, like the condor." I was like, "That shit's extinct, bro. There's no birds wow. this big." And now, that's not true. No, look up a shoe bill store next time. Those things are scary. Are you okay? How old are you? What the fuck? I've just come across it on Twitter, and I wanna. I wanted to know what it was, and it's a shoe post stork. Those things clatter their their beaks, so it sounds as if a raptor is roaring or something, or oh, what cool. people think a raptor sounds like. Do you ever hear like a blue heron land? There's like we have a creek in our backyard, like the Panacussing Creek runs like through our yard, and so we get a, a blue heron comes in a lot and like eats the fish out of it i guess mm-hmm. but that thing will like swoop down into the yard and like it's literally like a pterodactyl like you hear it and it's like whoosh like when it lands and you can hear it from inside the house when the windows are open oh. i'll be like the heron just landed in the that's yard. so cool i'll have to like sneak out there grab the nods but when it goes to take off it's like <laughs> like it's odd like audibly loud wow. okay um <laughs> Was like, you're, like you're getting really worked up about this bird. <laughs> this like, damn heron. Um, He's going to so, hit you with the paw right now. Yeah, He's cool. got paw. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I know. You need to relax. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Um, but it's it's amazing like to see it come in and land and like, <laughs> take it easy, buddy. <laughs> He's just fucking, yeah. He's got a brick head. I mean... Do you have like a like a nanny cam on the birds? Like, can we log in? No, I don't have a nanny <laughs> cam. But I did once buy a special bird feeder from this lady who was scaling down her bird feeders, and she um, had all these little cameras inside all of her like bird houses, so that she could like watch the birds from inside the house when they go in. And I was like, that's a little extreme. That's creepy. Like, because I mean, birds are active at certain times of day. It's usually like in the morning and then again at night. Like, you know, most things like eat in the morning, but they're really active in the morning. So, like, if you're not an early riser, like checking out birds is not really going to be for you. I'm not like a birder like that goes places or anything like that. Mm. But like, you haven't you haven't we got have you haven't gotten full blown yet. No, and like I don't really desire that. Although we did purposely plan a trip to Iceland during the puffin like mating time so that we could see all the puffins. 
You guys that's, are peeping really toms, cool. man. <laughs> you know, cool. like, there's times when, like, they're, like, when they're migrating, like when they're migrating and they're doing their stuff, there's like peak times where they're like in specific spots and like they're only in a few spots in the world. So like we definitely went and saw that. And like puffins are cool. That's sweet. And they're cool. Because they're like shit. if a penguin in, in like a like a toucan had like their uh, – like a baby. That's probably what like happened. These big dumb beaks, and they don't—they <laughs> don't look like in like like any sort of respectable bird. They're like very goofy looking. Uh, they definitely <laughs> look like they're way too. Bird. They do not look like they're. They look like that they're way like too chunky to fly. Abomination. If you guys were, if you were a DJ, and like you, you had like you and your husband were DJs, you guys would be the respectable birds. We could be. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, birds. "What's up with those two old white people?" <laughs> like, oh, the respectable birds. Just like bombing your head like yeah. a toucan. Like, the RBs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But puffins are pretty wild. Yeah, I'm gonna check them out. <laughs> I'm gonna start watching birds. This episode took a turn that I was not. You did not think that I was. I wasn't ready for it, and I didn't. I lost control like around hours. Just be glad my minutes. sister's not here. She's a self-defined bird nerd. Oh, that's where it comes from. Runs in the family. Yeah, she's a bird nerd. <laughs> my husband's way worse than me about the birds. Oh like, shit! He's really like, like, like if I don't get the right food, he'll be like, "This isn't the stuff that they like. <laughs> this is shit." And, and I'm like, it. "They're wild birds. Like, we don't have to feed them at all." Like, like I asked, like, what if we didn't feed them? Like, we we went we went fifteen years before we started feeding birds. Yeah, we, we've been together like we've been together almost twenty years. I'm like fifteen years. We never fed a bird, and all of a sudden now it's not the right food. Yeah. Like yeah, they'll be fine. He's like, I asked for the uncut. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> the <weird>. uncut. <laughs> He'll be like, you got to get the one with the sunflower seeds in it. What is this stepped on? <laughs> I want that Colombian uncut. Yeah. You know, those morning doves <laughs> love the those morning doves love those little seeds. The squirrels are out there like. <laughs> Tweaking squirrels are the worst. Yeah, fuck squirrels. Bro. Squirrels are the worst. That's what I'm standing on. <laughs> fuck squirrels. Bro. Yeah. That's, that's what like I'm standing is that your is yeah, that your platform dude. as the king of Guatemala? It is, fuck dude. Squirrels. Fuck these birds, bro. I went. I had a Yo, photo some shoot. Birds, you got to be careful with that. You can't shoot most birds. Yeah, you're right. I can't shoot most birds. Or get caught too. Huh? Shout out the eagles. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I had I had a photo shoot, a family photo shoot, at, and I did it at a park. I think it was last weekend. And there's a squirrel that was protecting its nut. And it was trying to square up with us. It wouldn't leave. And it kept approaching us. So I had to pretend to kick it. And it just stood up even taller. I'm like, oh, the squirrel wants to. It was not going to be intimidating. That's why, yeah, that's, no. why I, that's why I keep the wrist rocket in the truck. Bro, I should have had a wrist rocket on me. All I had was my feet. Dude, that slingshot comes in handy more times than I yeah. care to admit. The husband uses a BB gun. Ooh. Yeah, when the squirrels climb up on the feeders, he's like, that's it. Ooh, BB guns are fun. Because, like, they're down low, like, our upstairs floor. He does it from, like, the bedroom. Hell, yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah, he takes the high ground. Yeah, he takes the high ground. Does he get a scoop? And he, like, lifts the window up, like, because they can't hear him. You know, he's got to, like, lift it up, and he, like, points it out. Oh, he, like, set so up a target, like, right near them so he could practice and get, like, the <laughs> sight right on the BB gun. It was hilarious. I was like, what are you doing? Speaking of older people that don't sleep, my mom listens to the podcast. Shout out. Shout yeah. out. And she used to lit us before we had BB guns and, you know, we were more uh, lethally equipped. Yeah. She would let us shoot the squirrels with our paintball guns. But, like, we don't live in, we didn't, like, grow up in a place where they're, like, you had to be, like, let's just, let's just say we had to knock on a few neighbors' doors and apologize. Yeah, be like, For, Sorry. like, we missed the squirrel and hit your window. <laughs> 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 just, like, they're eating breakfast, your Windex in the window. I'd be like, 
Yeah, see, you're old enough like me, and Gilmar might not be, but, like, you're as old enough like I am, where, like, your parents still allowed you and thought it was cool to give you, like, weapons <laughs> oh, as toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Like, dude. we had, like, weapons. Like, we my dad, like, for Christmas one year, like, we all got, like, BB guns and crossbows. Oh, shit. And, like, legit crossbows. And, like, we were literally running around the house, like, shooting each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, animals. Like, it was just crazy. And my dad was like, this is great. Look at all this stuff. Like, like, like I could never even imagine giving one of my kids, like, a crossbow. Yeah. As a gift. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Here's an extremely dangerous weapon. Use it wisely. We, yeah, we learned we learned the importance of clearing the chamber with an accidental discharge in a paintball gun. In in my bedroom, it like missed like it shot into the closet at the back of me. My brother would be like, oh, I thought it was unloaded. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you learned early. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Twelve years old is wrong. Yeah, well, we'd come out there and we'd pop the one window open, or like we'd both go and be like, slide the glass door, and somebody be up at the top, and we just blah 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 blah. And <laughs> yeah. the squirrels would be like, "What the fuck?" Squirrels <laughs> <laughs> get lit up, dude. Yeah. And it they're like running it, away, and they're like neon dots, yeah. like on their bodies, like these yeah. Splats. And they, they would like get on the one side of the tree. You would just be like, "All right, dude, hang out in that birch tree. I'm just gonna go down here on the low point. <laughs> 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 get out. The double tasks. <laughs> Sadistic. That's crazy shit. What? But totally okay. <laughs> yeah. Totally okay. I turned out all right. No, we didn't learn about BB guns till we. I went to Guatemala for the first time, and uh, over there, yeah, anyone could buy. I was fucking eleven years old. They were letting me buy BB guns. Yeah. So my brother and I would be packing BB guns, dude. <laughs> yeah, because they were so cheap. So we'd have three at a time, dude. We'd have to walk down to the to the little town, and sometimes walking back it'd be eight p.m. and it'd be pitch black over there. There's no street lights, just crops and dirt roads. So my brother and I would have our little, our little laser sight on our BB guns. If a dog runs up on us, just fucking shoot it, <laughs> dude. Dangerous times, dude. Yeah, but those were like street dogs. Yeah, yeah street these dogs are street are dogs. Different. Let's clarify. Chomp you. Yeah. This is like you did this to like protect yourself. You weren't just like sadistically Maryland. No, you weren't like walking by people's like fenced yards, and being like, <laughs> no, I was not doing that. Yo, dude. what'd you, what'd you say? <laughs> Bark again, my. <laughs> Barking at me from behind that King, fence. King Kong ain't got yeah, shit. Right. <laughs> no, these dogs used to run out of the crops, dude. Just bah, hit one and run away. Dogs of the crops, dude. Yeah, the dogs I, would run out of the crops. And you don't believe in ghosts, dude? Nah. Well, I don't know. It's up in the air for me. It's up in the air. It's dude. not saying definitely yes, not definitely yeah, no. Yeah, that's how I'm going to just, I just don't know. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Another episode, though. Yeah. Whoa. Ooh, you know why I do believe in ghosts now? <laughs> Rambo. Nine. There's a ghost in here. <laughs> Dude, you're not supposed to be barking, buddy. That was nuts. Usually like, when he barks, he's scared shitless, so that's kind of concerning. There might be somebody sneaking up on us, or a ghost. That's <laughs> definitely a ghost. It's probably a ghost, yeah. yeah. I'm a believer now. I feel and it. Just, like, <laughs> and the podcast just ends, yeah. just like cuts out. It just cuts out, the <laughs> lights go black. I'm a believer now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rambo sees him. <laughs> the dog sees it, it's true. Yeah, you're right. Um... <laughs> Dude, thanks so much for yeah, coming Thank on. you for coming on and I talking about I feel like we got to end this out or we're going to be here all night oh, just yeah. shooting the shit. It's going to be a two-part episode if we don't shut this down. I mean, we'll do it. <laughs> you guys should have my husband on next. Not next next, but he's he's good to talk to. He's got a lot of stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's very oh. cool. He was raised by, like, drug dealers and... Uh, Mama Cass used to be his babysitter when he was a kid. Oh, no way. He's really interesting. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? shit. Yeah. Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. We're after He's a musician, you. too, like, as a profession, so that's kind of fun. Oh, shit. No yeah. way. Wow. Yeah. Jonah's on. Him. Jonah's on. You should message him. Yeah, we're booking it. Yeah. Um, Thanks so much for coming on and yeah. sharing your story. Of course. This is Happy great. Happy to do it. I'm glad. Like, I'm definitely coming through to get some non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah, me too. I'm going to feel less anxious and I'm going to sleep good. It's true. 
We eat full, like, L-theanine and ashwagandha. Ooh. Just drift off to books. Yeah, I'm going to start getting that for Anna. School's getting to her, so she needs some. Last night we were trying to go to bed, and she was like, I'm a little anxious right now. Meanwhile, I'm half asleep. I'm like, what? You know what they say? What? School's for fools. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I want to get her some of that stuff, so I'll I'll, I'll pop in. We'll come through. We'll organize a meetup. Yeah. We'll come in and get that AR-15 in us. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Just loaded. I'm like really tooling that one around. (laughs) It's not a joke. Think about it. No, yeah. yeah, If you want something virally marketed, where are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) You might might upset a few people along the Uh, way, but you'll get noticed. I upset people like pretty much every day. So. Shout out. (laughs) You're living life. Because I just, you know, I don't really know how to like. People are easy to upset these days. Yeah. They're soft. They don't be they yeah. even been shooting squirrels with BB guns and stuff since they yeah. were children. <laughs> yeah. Get tough, dude. Yeah, grow up. Be a pussy. Yeah, be a pussy. Exactly. Be a pussy. Stop be being tough. nuts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Take a beating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go take a beating. Oh my god, greatest ever. I yeah. can't wait. I'm gonna run wild with that. Yeah, let's yeah. go. It's gonna be Except great. Except start telling people, like, don't tell them to man up. Be like, be a pussy. Be a pussy, bro. Do <laughs> it. And I yeah, I hang out with like a lot of Fighters and jujitsu athletes and stuff, so I'm taking it to the camp. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, dude, you're fucking, you're looking like a pussy. To me. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take and a while. Like, what? And you'll be like, tough as hell. Yeah, you just took, you just took a beating. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just took a beating. <laughs> you just got the shit kicked out of you. You just got pounded, yeah. dude. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, this oh, is Krista. I'm apologizing for that. <laughs> no, you're already. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Krista, where can we find you? Yeah, where tell can you find me? Good web, yeah, good yeah. one, good, good parallel. <laughs> like physically or Every, on the internet? Yeah, on the like, internet. Um, will you fo- follow us on Instagram? We're very, very active on Instagram. We post almost every single day. Anytime there's new stuff in the shop, anytime we have an event going on, anytime we even like something, we try to repost all the other local businesses that like we do things with or don't do things with, and we just like their owners. So like we're pretty good about that. Um, it's free.spirit.pa on Instagram. Um, and then otherwise, you can come find us in the shop. We are in Buckingham Green Shopping Center on 202 in Buckingham. Oh, yeah. Um, right next to Intrigue. It's been there for 36 years. So most people know where that is. Yeah. Just Food, The Bird Store. The Bird Store. All those good places. Hell, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, thank thanks you. Thanks for coming on, Krista. Thanks for We're having me. We're glad to be friends with you now. Yeah. And thanks for making us laugh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this was Andrew, Krista, Gilmar. Rambo getting vocal under the table. Thanks for listening.